0: All right. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben with God Mason. This is episode 16 of the Pirate CSG podcast, and today we have the Mysterious Islands set review. Uh, Mysterious Islands was what the seventh set release came out in 2006, um, and we're going to talk about the set a little bit overall to get started. So I'll ask you, God Mason, what you thought of Mysterious Islands in general as a concept in the game.
1: Um, I was really excited to see Mysterious Islands come out back when the game was in print because they used all this promotional artwork. They used, uh, you know, they're showing off submarines like those shown in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which I maintain is a really good movie, like still astonishingly good. And uh, side note, if nobody knows that Jules Verne was basically a genius and predicted the operation of a nuclear submarine prior to 1900. Anyway, um, all that was really neat, but unfortunately the set didn't live up to the hype. They chose much more dull pack art than, uh, than any of the posters would have suggested they'd use. And, uh, while I kind of liked the, the, the deck plate art, which was sort of this rusted metal hull, most of the game set was not actually all that great. There are some good crew. There are some good game pieces. But this is, I think, one of the two or three worst sets overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree for the most part. Um, I was a bigger fan of the set back when I first acquired it because my collection was small. And Mm -hmm. like I I said in the first episode, I got two 18-pack booster boxes of the set. For like twenty-seven dollars, including shipping from the oh, Games yeah. Card World, but um, but I liked it back then. But back then I was more interested in quantity over quality, in a way, um, partly because I wasn't playing a lot, and since mm. I wasn't playing a lot, I didn't really see the set for what it was, which is, you know, like you said, it's a subpar set overall for gameplay.
2: No pun um,
0: intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Mysterious Islands, which we'll talk about soon, because they're the first things listed under the. In the database on miniature trading. Um, thought they were kind of all over the place. Some of them are way too powerful, and other ones are about right and kind of add some cool flavor to the game. So the mysterious islands, I'm kind of in between on. But if you if you use the overpowered ones, they can kind of ruin a game, to be honest, which I've experienced multiple times before. Um, overall, the theme is okay. Um, I'll never be a huge fan of submarines and like you know metal. Called Ships in a Age of Sail game, but overall yeah. the set is still pretty okay um, theme-wise. And like you said, there are a lot of mediocre game pieces. I would say this was kind of the first set of the subpar ones, because Davy Jones' Curse has quite a bunch of good pieces, and is yeah. generally a better set than this one. This is when the reverse power creep kind of
1: went full, full throttle, basically, which is too bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it only got worse with Frozen Island or uh, frozen, uh, North. Yeah. frozen North, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Not Frozen Islands. That's a set yeah. that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, <get> um, <laughs> yeah, we can we can combine the long ship and submarine keywords and make something that makes no sense.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> not that either. Anyway, I, um, mysterious islands as a whole, the concept of them, I like, but I feel like a lot of them, as you said, aren't really all that intriguing or they're just far too powerful to use
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: i mean it's supposed to be kind of equal chances of uh, good effect no effect bad effect but it's not quite that way when you uh actually start laying them out on the board
0: yeah exactly and there's ways to abuse them with like a bunch of small ships at the same island and yeah. uh a lot of times the the positive effect is um more dramatically affecting the game than the negative effect usually. So Yeah. Because yeah. um, they
1: have to make it worthwhile to use. So Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and my thoughts on submarines kinda kinda meh. I don't really like seeing them, but I've kind of warmed up to them. Um and I do use them sometimes. I've used them kind of extensively in Basil Campaign games two and three. Um right now is the Americans in the C G three. I've launched I think four subs. Um the two American ones and then also I've got the Nautilus and the mobilis for canceling so I've used them a bunch, so they're not too bad, and we'll talk about them when we get to them. So any other thoughts yep. on the set before we start the
1: pieces? Um, No, I think I'm good to go. Cool.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, Mysterious Island number one. Um, uh, so basically the MIs have a bad effect on die rolls of one or two. You have to roll when docking, not when exploring. Um, and then three, four is no effect for all of them. Five, six is the positive effect, so... The first one says, randomly move two treasure coins from this island to another wild island, and then the positive effect is, when the ship explores the island, randomly move two treasure coins from three other wild islands to this island, and then choose which to take. This is pretty much um, one of the overpowered ones, so we're starting off on a cool, one of the best, actually. Um, that positive effect is huge because in a standard game with four coins per island, or even three, um, one good die roll of this island, basically makes the this island like a paradise island full of gold, and takes a ton of treasure from all the other ones. And I've used this in large games, too, where you can get the effect many times in a game, which makes mm. it even more OP. So this one was not well thought out at all, to be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, this one seems really powerful, and, I mean, I think what they're trying to do is make something that kind of has an equal chance of being you know, good and bad, and not too extreme, but unfortunately the implementation didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, also something interesting is how the bad effect takes place immediately when you dock. The good effect takes place the next oh. turn when you explore. Yeah, that's a weird one. Assuming yeah. you have no explorer, which is just kind of strange.
0: Yeah, but, that's um, silly. Yeah. I just thought I, of something with the bad effect you could do, um, I'll, and I'll preface this, Mysterious Island Farming is like this, the... Kind of like the pirate's jargon for um, when you dock, like, usually multiple ships in a mysterious island. Sometimes with rerollers or linked merc crew, and uh, try to get the positive effect as often as possible. So you're, like, farming the uh, island for the good effects. But here, um, if you were in a weird spot where this island was, you know, under siege or something, you could try to farm the negative effect to send coins you get to choose where, where you send the two coins on the bad effect, hmm. so you could send them closer to home. I just realized this could be a double positive. So,
1: I didn't think yeah. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. So in bigger games, that <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to see Zarex use this one oh, at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. I did use I did use this in a uh, Circle of Blood game with my friend at college, and uh, the positive effect um, it kind of made the game kind of weird, but it does make the island a magnet, which can promote provoke more combat, and kind of make things dramatic. So it's not all bad, but it's it's not balanced at all, though.
1: Yeah. Alright, um, let's move on to Mysterious Island number two, which is a little simpler. Uh, bad effect, uh, roll three die for every four to six result, eliminate one of the ship's masts. Good effect, move an opposing ship using the ship's base move. I think this one's interesting, but the risk is way too high for it to really be uh, abused.
0: Yeah, I agree. This one... This one's super risky. Um, it's a cornerstone of my um, my mind control fleet, which is pretty yeah. much my favorite gimmick strategy, where you use abilities in this Mysterious Island and another one to uh, control the enemy fleet and move them around. And basically control two fleets at once, which is pretty crazy. Um, it'd be frustrating to play against, but um, but yeah, it's really risky, but the payoff is pretty big. So I'd, th- I'd say it's more balanced, but it's it's pretty extreme. So But it, it is a fun one, so it's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. yeah, it just seems too risky for, for you to use unless you're planning to use that in particular.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, the best thing is maybe like a small, sh- like a one master with helmsman, oarsman, so then you can redock when like I guess. But anyway, um, yeah. the next one is number three. Positive, the negative effect is the next time you give the ship a move action, the opponent to your left moves her. Positive is crew on the ship do not mm-hmm. take up cargo space until after the ship's docked at home island. Um, this one i haven't used very much it's pretty lame the both effects are hard to remember so i don't really like things like that um because both of them are kind of like next turn type effects so it's it's i don't like having to try to memorize these things in game so i'm not a big fan of this one it's not very powerful which is okay
1: yeah it just seems so middling um odds are you're the positive effect is basically gonna have no effect unless this is like the last full island in the game and you can only uh chase it down with a ship that's got way too many crew on it anyway just doesn't seem very good yeah all right um on to number four so negative roll five d6 for every four to six result, eliminate one of the ship's (laughs) masts um and positive effect when the ship explores this island, replace one treasure coin with a unique treasure from your collection. Um, I mean, the last time we read an effect like this, we agreed it was a bit extreme. This is. Uh, <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. Um, replace one treasure coin. Uh, what if we replace. Uh, well, I, I guess it would be made worse if it uh, replaced all of them, but still. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one's a weird one. Um, I forget some of the rules implications of this one. Um, cause it does have to be, I guess, one of the coins on the Island, but it doesn't really it just says replace one treasure coin, which you could, you could wrongly interpret it as like a treasure coin on an enemy ship and dump like winds of death or something. But I yeah. uh, I think
1: it was just poorly worded.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We talked about that at the real store, actually kind of extensively, uh, last year, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, the negative effect is really rough, and then uh, the positive is crazy. You can bring in Lost and things like that. I guess it should be treasures that can be loaded onto the ship, but even with that, you could get Nebo's plans, or you could get a mm-hmm. lot of crazy stuff. So this one is pretty extreme, and uh, huge risk, huge reward, so affects the game a little too much for my taste, though, so... Um, The fifth one has a negative effect of next time you give the ship a move action, roll 1 D6. On a result of 1 to 4, she can't move. And then the positive effect is the same as the first one, so when you explode the island, you can randomly move two treasure coins from every other wild island to this island. Um, So this one... From every other. Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's so ridiculous. So you could have three... You could have four wild islands with four coins each, and then... You get a 5 or 6 at this island once, and then all the others have 2. And then this one would have, what, like 10? So, 10
1: Yes, And if you're playing a really big game.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I did. Yeah, my 2011 uh, cumulative game had this problem. That's part of the reason the Spanish did so good early in that game. But, yeah, this one, I don't know. This one strikes me as uh, pretty similar to number 1, so I don't have much else to say. The negative is arguably... I guess, a little bit more lenient, but that's not good because that just makes it even more unbalanced.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably even more powerful. Um, Mysterious Island's number six. Uh, Negative is the next time you give the ship a move action, roll 1d6. On a result of 1 to 5, she can't move. Positive result <laughs> is you can add an event from your collection to your fleet. Uh, <laughs> I... I I don't even know how abusable this one is. Um what if you just Yeah, actually that's the actually this one's highly abusable because the negative effect isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh you just lose out on a turn, whereas the positive effect you can bring false treasure into the game several times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or be calmed or hidden cove, yeah, start working yeah. all over the place and freeze your opponent's fleet. This is another good one um, that would be good yes. with, like, two or three, like, one-masted ships. Um, yeah. Really cheap. Like, a Swarm Fleet would do well with this one, but it's extremely overpowered. You could make a pretty good argument this is the worst one, because this is the one, um, this allows you to bring extra points into the game, especially, which is a huge no-no in terms of balance of any game, yeah. game um, Mysterious Islands or otherwise. So, and yeah, False Treasure, 10 points. become is four, but it's really worth probably eight or more. Uh, So it's just
1: really bad. So, yeah, Uh, it's, I think it's kind of funny that there hadn't been any events put into the game since South China seas. So two sets and they're still kind of acknowledging them and not regretting their mistake.
0: Yeah, that's not, yeah, it's not a good thing at all. Um, Number seven, the bad effect is randomly move one treasure from this Island to another wild Island. So, pretty mild, and then the good one is, after exploring this island, place a trigger coin from your collection with value equal to or less than one you took on the island. Um, so that's not really, uh, not really a good effect. I don't know, this one's really mild, actually, unlike the other ones, it's, like, super boring, Um, which is okay for balance, so it's actually less OP, it's less game-breaking, so I guess this one's more usable in a way, but, um... It's really weird because there was a rules discussion about this one, too. They're surprisingly dense when you get into the questions, because I don't think it can be a UT. But a, technically, a UT with no, no value would have value less than or equal to. So it's silly. Yeah. Again.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's so it's like a less risky version of the one where you get to put something in from your collection. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess we should have that clarified with Wolf or something.
0: Yeah, I think he did. I just can't remember
1: all the questions. Yeah, we'll have to bother him again. <laughs> all right, eighth island. Uh, negative, this ship can't explore this island. She must leave and duck again to try. Uh, positive, is the next time you give the ship a move action, add L to her base move. Uh, I mean, I guess this one's a little bit more reasonable, but it's it's a little bit more inconvenient than it is convenient. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just it doesn't seem like a good, a uh, good you know risk benefit.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I've used this one a little bit, and it's this one. Unlike most of the other ones, the the negative outweighs the positive. So without a yeah for me, um, the next one number nine a good effect is randomly move two trigger coins from this island to another wild island once again. After this, that's
2: the bad effect. effect.
0: Yeah, bad effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the good. That's a good is, effect. How yeah, bad would the bad one be? <laughs> After this ship explores this island, swap any number of treasure coins taken with an equal number of treasure coins chosen randomly from all other wild islands. I added the all mm-hmm. for emphasis. Um, I don't, I can't remember using this much, but the power, the good effect is pretty powerful. Um, so, I mean, it's still risk. Even the good effect, when you use it, it's still risky. But um, I would say it's kind of an interesting one, actually. I don't think I've used it much, so I'm kind of intrigued by this one.
1: And it just seems like that. Uh... Like that swapping and trading ability, yeah, uh, scaled up a bit, and that's not a that's not really all that good an ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So it can be eh. good with like negative UTs, especially. So
1: that's fair, but what if you brought yourself a negative UT by doing this?
0: Yeah, yeah, you can do that too. Absolutely, it's still a
1: gamble. Yeah, I I think this one is one I probably wouldn't use. Mm-hmm.
2: All
1: right, um, number ten bad effect the next time you give the ship a move action roll 1d6 on a result of 1 to 5 she can't move again uh good effect when the ship explores this island replace one treasure coin with one of greater value from your collection um uh, that's that's another interesting one because could you in theory use the ut argument again
0: yeah pretty much uh, i may have asked a question about this one too but that's what i'm trying to look up while uh while well, you're talking about some of the other ones, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's decent, but the risk is still pretty high here, so.
1: Yeah. And I suppose you're right. It's it's not really one that I'll probably end up using.
0: Yeah. Um, number 11, the bad effect says, uh, the opponent to your left moves all of the ship's crew to any other wild island.
1: Ooh. Wow.
0: I don't know if I've used this one. Uh, and then the good effect is, when the ship's explores and when we move one treasure coin from every other wild island to this island, and then she's wish to take, so not as OP as moving two, but yeah. still pretty powerful. I think the negative effect has a lot of potential here. Um if they wanted to pick up the crew and like sack them, or maybe use them on ships of the same nationality, if you were both well, they had pirate fleets or something, so I kinda yeah. like this one. It's not it's not as op as the other that moved two ever, two from every other island to this one so i think this one has potential but i don't know there's a chance i don't even own this one i'm not sure yet so i like this one actually
2: i don't
1: actually know what roster of mysterious islands i have i should just yeah. rifle through my bag and see which ones i've got um yeah this one seems like a slightly more tame version but it's still pretty ridiculous um, island number 12, bad effect, move all treasure coins from this island to any other wild island. Uh, that's not so bad, because as you pointed out, that's kind of abusable. Good effect, when this ship explores this island, replace one treasure coin with a unique treasure from your collection. This is one of the most well-rounded ones here. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, it might or, be... I mean, it's balanced between the risk-benefit, but anything that yanks that you tea into the game is going to be cause for havoc (laughs) yeah 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 it's kind of interesting though um yeah you could lose all the coins so that is a pretty negative pretty bad one so it's worth stating that uh, re-rollers and things like that could really help uh, when you're trying to go to MIs if you know they're going to be in the setup so
2: yeah, there's
1: um there's a crew from Fire and Steel, Coconut, who is an explorer and a re-roller who is basically built to deal with Mysterious Highlands.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point, yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is number 13, um, one of my favorites, similar to uh, number 2. Uh, bad effect is roll 4d6 for every 4-6 to 6 result, eliminate one of the ship's masts. Positive effect is move an, move an opposing ship using her base move, so um, another mind control island. Um, pretty powerful, decent risk-reward ratio, um, I think it's kind of balanced, it's similar, it's basically like two, but you use opposing ship's base move, I like two better, just because you have control over what you'd be moving them, so you would purposely send like the rover, or, or something even faster, some cheap ship to farm the island with like SL speed or faster. Um, this one, a lot of times I've tried to use this one, but then the enemy ship only has like L-based moves, so it's not quite as effective, but still a yeah. cool yeah. one overall.
1: Yeah, that yeah. is, I mean, it, you do risk a lot of damage. I, I mean, I suppose yeah. Yeah. something you could do is, um, if you use something like the rover, could you put either a, uh... Could you put an oarsman aboard and then just kind of negate the negative effect?
0: Yeah, essentially. Um, I guess I, I probably should have said a different ship, um, like uh, like a three point ship could have helmsman and oarsman, and then because yeah. um, then you'd have you'd be able to move away and move back. Because um, unless you have the schooner keyword or something, you wouldn't be able to move as away, and you'd have to have two movement segments to come back. So, yeah. yeah. Rover is yeah, a cheap option with solid speed that could take advantage of the MI number two
1: better. So. Yeah. Um, Mysterious Island number 14, bad effect. Roll 5d6 for every 4 to 6 result. Eliminate one of these ship's mass. Good result. You can add an event. We've already seen something <laughs> like this, and uh, I think we already agreed that that's a disaster.
0: Yeah, yeah, way too powerful. Yep. Yep. Uh, right. Number 15 is uh, bad effect. The next time you give this ship a move action, she can only, she can move only S. And then the good effect is randomly move one treasure coin from this island to your home island. Uh, this one's pretty balanced. It's fine.
2: Um, this makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It's not too bad. Um, it gets a little funky with like, you know, you get the only seven and play home that could win you the game. So or or eight. This, would be, this would be better in like multiplayer games and, and games where, you're not using the standard, like, more than half rule of getting 16 gold. Um, but I think it's okay, overall.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: by virtue of being kind of the most sane one, I think it's probably the best for normal play. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the last mysterious island, number 16, bad effect. The next time you give the ship a move action, the opponent to your left moves her. Good effect. After this ship explores this island, swap any number of treasure coins taken with an equal number of treasure coins chosen randomly from other wild islands. Um, I spent all my time reading that and not really understanding it. Yeah, we uh, saw so,
0: it earlier. It's kind. Of, it's like the it's well, like right, it's super it's trading. Swap thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Meh.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just kind of yeah. meh. I don't think we need to read the the message in the bottles.
0: No, we don't need those. I don't. I don't even yeah. have those. I don't know. I don't remember getting any of those. I think they were probably rare, kind of like the ROTF stories or whatever. But
1: they weren't. There's one in every pack, unlike really? uh, yeah, unlikely. Grounds of the fiends of fine steel. There's one in every pack.
0: That's weird. Cause, I don't know. I guess it's been a while since I opened the packs, and I yeah. guess unfortunately back then I think I threw out some of the stuff I got. And I, 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 don't know. I just don't remember them. So maybe I, I, I bet know. you I've got know. spares.
1: I'm, yeah. uh, I'm ashamed to say I might not have thrown out all the extras. So yeah. I may be able to uh, to send you spares okay, if you yeah, want. Cool. They're yeah, definitely anyway. not rare. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, um, I guess I'll I'll bring up why they're in the packs. If you collected all four yeah. and you sent them in with receipts and all that, they sent you the message in a bottle pack. Yeah, which is which, very good. So yeah, which we'll get to later. Yeah, and which it's, is
0: would bring in a hefty uh profit if you got one back then and sold it nowadays but.
1: or if you got several back then
2: yeah sure
1: yeah because i think message in a bottle packs i've i think i've seen them go for more than 60 dollars these days yep. They're incredibly desirable
0: yeah at least one of them went for i think 68 i'll try to check my spreadsheet in the meantime uh, but now we're on to the main set finally after the mis are done there's 16 MIs, and now we're on to ship number 001, which is the Nautilus, essentially the flagship of the Mercenaries. Mm-hmm. It's got, um, It's a three-masted or three-segmented submarine, uh, 16 points for cargo, L-move. All three cannons are 3S, Mercenary, Submarine. Two hits from the same shoot-action are required to eliminate one of the ship's hull pieces, so the Accorizado's ability on a submarine, which is pretty cool. So one of the best defensive ships in the game, because even if you cancel a submarine to the surface... take six hits to uh, to wreck it. Um, So this one's pretty good. Um, It's a little bit underwhelming as an offensive unit, but with the crew you can put aboard, it does become pretty powerful. Um, I do like Nemo on the ship just for flavor and because he links. Um, I like using Ibrahim Ozat with Nemo. The problem is it's kind of tough to win a lot of boarding parties with a three master sub. Um, So I usually, I like to use them on ten masters. I've got Nemo with Ozat breastboarding on a 10 master, the Zanfu and CG3 right now. Um, Other than that, the Nautilus is pretty good. I would recommend a Shipwright because uh, Mercs can't, she won't be able to dock at her home island. um, And a Helmsman
1: because she's slow.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like Captain Helmsman, Shipwright, oarsman is like a basic setup you could try, but it's a, it's a good, it's one of the best subs, but it's not an overwhelmingly good piece overall.
1: Yeah, I think it's the second best overall. Uh we'll talk about the number 1 a bit later, but um uh, I mean, I'm bothered by the fact that Captain Nemo doesn't better fit this ship yeah. because Captain Nemo's ability, which we'll talk about later, is based on winning boarding parties and with a slow three-masted ship, you're not going to be doing that a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is it is not a
1: great link, but well. yeah. Although um if you can get interesting crew on board Nautilus, she becomes a really hard ship to kill. Yeah. And, uh, in some ways, possibly harder to kill than Ella Corzado, because yeah. Corzado like putting, can submerge.
0: Yeah, I like putting Cancer Christian Fior on the Nautilus. Um, I've done that in Vassal CG1 and now in CG3, so that's a classic combo I, I like to use a lot.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to Terror next, which is another i guess three segment submarine um it has the same cost 16 uh four cargo space l move and it gets three l guns instead of three s uh it's linked to count gustav and it has the fear keyword instead of uh uh, nautilus's durability uh that makes it not as good because fear was always overpriced and it's trading off one of the best abilities for one of the most overpriced abilities
0: yeah exactly um this one still strikes me as a decent offensive unit, much more offensive than the Nautilus defense. Um, the three yeah. l cannons are solid. The link to Gustav, he has extra action ability, so it's a solid link. This is one of their best, you know, pure gunship builds. Uh, but as submarines go, it's, I mean, it's mm. not exceptional. Most aren't, but it's it's solid as submarines go. I guess.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a better offensive piece, and Gustav is one of the better mercenary crew.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they needed him. They, they oh, yes. Needed they needed somebody like him, yeah. Um, next one, I don't know how to pronounce that. Have faceless. faceless, I, I think it is. Yeah, that's how I say it. Um, this one is another three segment submarine um, with the mercenary keyword as well, of course. 14 points for cargo, S move. Cannons are 2L, 2S, 2S. And this ship ignores the first hit she takes each turn as long as she has all of her hull pieces uh, linked to air. Fuchs. Um, hey, okay, Fuchs. Okay. Um, and then, so this one, this one is like their submarine Dreadnought, basically. So it's got slow speed, wicked good cannons, and a defensive ability. So it's probably their best pure gunship submarine, maybe even better than the Terror. She needs Captain and Helmsman without a doubt. Um, it's, maybe I, I like even
1: Gustav, because cool, uh, yeah, she's so slow. Cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, this one I kind of like. It kind of fills a nice niche for them, but... Um, there's definitely better submarines out there. This is like a good, slow, accurate knot sub.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I think there's only so much value in something that's slow and expensive. And when you get down to it, not really that durable. Um, yeah. it, if you're going to be using... um mercenary submarines in a major offensive role you almost need to have a shipwright built into them to uh to make sure that they can continue to engage and capitalize on their greatest strengths
0: yeah they can submerge move away and then surface to repair in a safe
1: area yeah uh yeah they're i guess they're really best in really long games yeah Um, so we'll get on to fathom next which is 12 points we're getting even cheaper now for cargo l move 3l 4s 4s so not very good guns um if this ship shoots at a ship that was previously shot at by another ship this turn she gets plus one to her cannon rolls against that ship this turn Mm, i I see what they're going for and it, it it works well with flavor text. Oh, it's linked to Nikos Chelios, which is not a fitting crew for this at all. Um, uh, if, if the guns were better, that would make sense if they were at least all three S or something, Mm -hmm. but they're not. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's, I think they're trying to get you to use it in a wolf pack, but it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I agree. This one is like the most boring and least noteworthy of the three segments it stubs. Um, yeah, it's not really anything special. It's, it's the most middling option. Um, it is the cheapest. So you could kind of use it as like a defensive gold runner with a helmsman, but then you'd still need a canceler to dock. So it's just not too good. So, um, the next one is the Barracuda. Um, this is the first of four two segment Merc submarines. Uh, 12 points, three cargo, L move, two S cannons, two segments and the extra ability is if submerged this ship can ram another ship then move away and then initiate a boarding party against that ship. So this one's okay. Um best assets are probably guns and cargo, I guess. Problem is um paying 12 points for a couple of good cannons is not a not that great of a deal. Um you could get I guess you could get executioner for four or less points and better stuff. Um
2: yeah, that's that's yeah, my mean.
0: Yeah, it's not really it's supposed to be like There are two-masted gunship among their two-segment submarines, but
1: it just doesn't – it's just not powerful enough. Yeah, um, Barracuda is, I think, overall one of their weakest ram subs because um, ramming is one of the – it's one of sort of the strategies I've found works the best with submarines because what they're able to do is they're able to control whether or not they board – um, they're not at risk of taking return fire, and sometimes it can be really pretty fast. Yeah. So it's a good way of slowly tearing apart an enemy's ship in a low-risk fashion. The Barracuda is one of the ram subs that I kind of... I've got like a list of setups for all of them, but the Barracuda is one of the weak ones Mm -hmm. because it has a poor base move. Well, it's not terrible for a submarine. It's average, but it's not expensive enough for you to put a bunch of crew on. So Barracuda ends up kind of – the way I have it set up is just with a helmsman, so you move SL and – Yep. And then you've got something for 14 points, but it's nothing special. And you can get much yeah. better stuff for a slightly bigger investment. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep. Um, so I'll move on to Mobilis. Now, Mobilis is... <laughs> Specialty. Is, yeah. All right. So Mobilis is mostly terrible, except not a terrible ship overall for a reason uh, Ben will tell you in a moment. So it, for 11 points, you get three cargo space, a base move of S, two 4S guns, and uh, an ability that I think uh, you can attest to as being one of the most important in the game.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it has cancelling built in, so you can cancel uh, a crew or ship with an S, which ship cannot use its ability that turn. Um, This is kind of, along with the Corrozzato and Constitution, and arguably the Nautilus, I guess, um, it's like the most defensive ship as is in the game along with those others because you need two cancelers theoretically to even get at it in the first place which is crazy because two cancelers would cost about 10 points and lowest of 11 so um because you had to cancel submarine but then you have to also cancel the mobilis's canceller uh just to get at it yeah so it's an incredible defensive piece i will also say it's one of the most important pieces for the Mercs because Christian Fior is more uh, flexible because these are crew cancelers. You can put them on any ship. But the Mobilis is huge for them to be able to dock at their home island. I've teamed up um, this ship with the next one, the Devil Ray, to run gold before. Um, it, I mean, it's really expensive, but it kind of works a little bit. So the Mobilis is extremely important for canceling the mercenary keyword um, for treasure runners getting back to their home island. And it's also great as like an escort for a larger gunship. Um, to provide like a really good canceler that's gonna be, you know, underwater pretty much the whole time. So, it's not gonna be good at fighting. It's not good at running gold, but due to its extra ability, uh, it's one of the most important merc pieces in the game and one of the most sought after pieces in campaign games, um, when you get privateers involved. So, I love it. It's maybe pretty much my favorite sub just because ah, it's just so good when you use it in the right role. So,
1: yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not one that I I think I'll use in a small game, though, uh, because yeah. oh, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a bit more of a casual. Yeah. But uh, uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, like the only time I use it in a small
0: game is Merc Pure games, which are yeah. you know, not advisable to use them uh, on their own. But yeah. I, I did okay, I think it was the MI, I played a 10th anniversary game in 2016, and uh, I think the Mercs won. It was kind of... I can't remember, but this I think Santa Molina was the gunship. But I think I had the Mobilis canceling the Devil Ray when she got home, and it worked yeah. okay in competitive mashups. That's not going to be effective at all because it's too expensive and slow. But it's it's pretty much their only strategy to run yeah. outside yeah. of the Ten Masters or Fior
1: on a on another ship. So yeah, speaking of um, Devil Ray, that's the yeah. next uh, submarine we have up. Uh, yeah. This is ten points, a three cargo S move. To four l guns once submerged this ship gets plus l to her base move so s plus l you throw a helmsman aboard that and you've got yeah. sls yeah and uh this is probably the best cheap ram sub setup because that's a great base move although you don't really have any space left over uh for extra actions you can fit gustav on there if you want but you don't have any chance of a re-roller. So I think it's more cost effective if you just throw on a Helmsman.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Um, this one's has a really this one is important to the Mercs too, because it's their best ram sub and their best submarine gold runner, which is kind of valuable in a way because submarine is a very good defensive keyword in terms of not being shot at. So it's only gonna be above the surface when docking at a wild island or home, um, so I think it's it has a nice dual role. It can be a really good um, underwater like assassin ship, and whether you have a helmsman or not, it can also be quite a good gold runner, at least compared to the other subs. Which they need to at least stay. I mean, they're not going to stay competitive, but at least they have this one. So
2: yeah,
0: uh, better than nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The next one is the uh, brave Selkirk. It's which is the- terrible. Yeah, yeah, this is the worst. Maybe they're worth sub in general. Um, two segments, eleven points, three cargo, L move. Both cannons are three S and the extra ability is treasure swap with an S. So once return the ship carries treasure and it's with an S of an enemy ship. You may randomly trade one treasure with that ship. Not a very good ability. Too unpredictable and tough to use. I, you could use it underwater, I guess, with this, but it doesn't really help yeah. that much. So it's not I mean, good it's not great at anything and it's completely overshadowed by all the other subs and any, any role you could use her for. So.
1: I mean, I wonder if you could use it to steal unique treasure, but that, yeah. uh, that doesn't strike me as a yeah. very good use for...
0: Yeah, then you need, like, Yishahi and Gria to, like, know what you're getting and try to yeah. find UT and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just still seems like a waste. Um, yeah. But I would like to point out, Brave Silk, her, her name takes up, like, three-quarters of the side of her hull, yeah. which yeah. is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that would be like if HMS Titan just had like twenty foot tall lettering on the side saying yeah. HMS Titan. Yeah. Yeah. So really long name on a really small ship. Oh, and we're done with the mercenary subs now.
2: Yeah,
1: nice. Yep. So uh moving forward, uh, uh we have a ship called Forward, um, which is a fifteen point four master with four cargo space. Uh, SS move, uh, just all 3S guns. So it is a mercenary. It gets plus one to a cannon, rolls against any ship, linked to Christian Fiore. This is one of their best. uh, So it is a gunship because it's a mercenary, but you could also say it's one of their best hybrids because it does have good cargo space and a solid base move. Um, I'm going to treat it as just a gunship because that's kind of – guess that's just kind of how uh, mercenaries were yeah. meant to be used. As a gunship, um, within the context of this set, it's it's all right. But within the grand context of the game, you're not getting much for your points here. Uh, Low resolution from Ocean's Edge can be had for cheaper with better armament mm-hmm. and a better crew selection.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite um, mercenary ships in the game. Probably because mm-hmm. I had her way back in 2011, I pulled her from one of those packs. Um, it's one of their, it's arguably their best pure gunship. We'll see a couple other decent ones later. Um, so, I think it's a pretty good gunship, and especially for the Mercs specifically, um, mm-hmm. it's almost like their gunship flagship in a way. They didn't yeah. get a five master. Um, so basically, yeah, the guns are essentially 2S with the ability, which is great, and then uh, it has a nice link too, which is. I like using Fiora on the Nautilus or a submarine in general, but it is a yeah. very good link. Um, I've only really used her for combat um, just because she's so much better at that than getting gold, and the mercs usually don't win on gold anyway, or they can't win yeah. um, most the But yeah, it's one of my favorite merc ships overall and kind of one of my favorite core masters in the game, in a way. Um, the this... next one... Wait, know, uh,
1: uh, I'd uh, like to just finish by saying Forward almost made my top 10 list for Mysterious Islands, but as I... Uh, went on in the set, it got bumped down by better stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think it made honorable mentions, because it, it is a good ship overall. It's yeah. just a little too expensive.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it could be yeah. 13 points and still be not you know not OP. Um, yeah, absolutely. So
1: next,
0: yeah, and I like, a, I like the thought of putting a firepower specialist on with essentially a 2S gun at the bow, but anyway. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Santa Molina. Uh, this is a four-masted schooner, uh, also with the mercenary keyword, uh, 11 points, three cargo, L move, The cannons are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, and then it has, eliminates crew, so once per turn, you, when the ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. This one, uh, it's not as good, it's slower, and not as well-armed as forward, but it is cheaper, um, so it's a, it's a decent gunship for them, actually, because they don't really have any ships in the first place. I've used this one pretty well, she's done pretty good in my games, um, the link isn't particularly good. Broadside's attack isn't that really good. But anyway, it um, has a good ability. It's strictly a gunship. I would do maybe Captain Helmsman, and then maybe Shipwriter Oarsman, or even Firepower Specialist. But um, for them, it's one of their better gunships, but just because of a lack of quantity. pretty much. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, looking at this, you know, if this were part of any other faction, she'd probably be one of those uh, underrated favorites. Yeah. Because she's part of the Mercenaries, she's kind of one of their... Uh, foremost and best uh, traditional ships. Yeah. Although I I still wager that if if she had been made a little bit worse and still cheaper, she'd have been kind of more competitive. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just in keeping with the theme of mercenaries and being cheap. Mm-hmm. Um Next up is Meropis, which is a three master, which will cost you fourteen points. It has three cargo space, SS move three L, two L, three L. After this, it's it's got reverse captain, which is way too expensive.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think this ship would have been all right at ten points.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that ten points, no reverse captain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense.
1: Um, Maybe even nine. Who knows.
0: Yeah, I think um, as is, regardless of cost, it's still one of their better gunships, once again, just because they don't have many, but um, the cannons are good, so I kind of like this one. Probably like Captain Helmsman, Smokepot, something, um, but it's a solid strike ship for them because it's got decent speed and um, accurate long-range armament, so I've used this one pretty decently too, so it's okay <laughs> for them. Uh, the next one is the Harris Luck. This is a Nine-point ship. It's a two-masted blockade runner with three-cargo L-move. Both cannons are 2S, which is nice mercenary keyword. And then, um, after looking at treasure on a wild island, you may trade any one treasure from that island for a random treasure on any other wild island. The ship must load the traded treasure.
1: Pointless on a mercenary.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's weird because it, it it wants to be a hybrid, but it can't be. Um, so Because mm-hmm. you pretty much need Captain Ann Helmsman to take advantage of the guns, and then you only have one cargo space for any gold. And of course you have to get cancelled to dock at home, so I guess I don't know, it it, it lacks a good role because the ability is treasure based, but then it has two S guns and it's a Merc. So it's basically yeah. a small gunship for them, but it's not I'd rather have the Santa Molina for two points more in that role.
1: Yeah. That. Um, um I would also like to point out that for two points less you can get I think the South China Seas version of Le Cur de Leon. Which has two L guns, which has, I think, the same move, same cargo space, and a more relevant ability. And it's not a mercenary.
0: Yeah, that's one of my Here, favorite.
1: Yeah, that's one of my yep. friendships, actually. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Hair's Lock is really not very good. It wants to be, but WizKids didn't think, wait, what else is out there?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not very
1: fitting ship. It's tough to yeah. get a it, roll, good role for her. It's all over the place, and it's not yeah. very good. Yeah. Um uh, next is Matuku, which is a three masted schooner, twelve points four cargo s l move three four l guns um once per turn, this ship may randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches, linked to looks of hard um I guess this is supposed to kind of be some sort of boarding focused ship, but once you've got the gold, what the hell do you do with it
2: yeah, yeah
1: are, are, you, are you supposed to use it with uh with uh divers or raft or something? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess the canceller is the only thing really. Um, I I do like this one. I have a soft spot for it just because it's their only, uh, well, at least arguably their only like non-submarine gold runner. Because um, the Ten Masters are hybrids, if not gunships. Um, so the Mutuku is their only like sailing gold runner, in my opinion, um, and it does well in that role. The SLs, I mean, compared to other factions, it might not be great, but for them. Um, good speed. I think I've left it empty in the past, maybe Helmphooner Explorer. And then the ability is pretty useful with the schooner keyword, because you can um, turn around and maybe not get pinned if you don't want to. Um, yeah. And you don't have to win the boarding to take the gold. So it's a... Uh, I'd say it's one of their most underrated ships. Um, the biggest problem is, of course, you need a canceller to dock at home. So it limits it, but it is still arguably their best, like, pure gold runner. Um, the Devil Ray is probably slightly better, but that's... So.
1: yeah and, and as a whole using the mercenaries for gold runner you have to go out of your way to do it and yeah. you're better off using literally any other faction
0: yeah absolutely yep, yep. Uh, the next one i don't like it all I like the matuku uh the duncan is super yep. boring um 10.2 master with four cargo i'll move both cannons are 3s gets plus one to boarding rolls um the cargo is nice but everything else just kind of super mediocre and
1: lame if this were released in Spanish main, this would have been like an eight or nine point ship and it doesn't matter which faction, but because it's a mercenary, it's 10 points. Even though this is like this ship as is, I think is probably worth no more than six or seven. Yep. Absolutely. Way too expensive, Uh, not, not like outstandingly terrible. It's okay, but it's just, oh yeah, it's not horrible. It's just super boring and lame. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Building upon that theme, Bashaw Folly. Uh, Twelve points for a two master now. It's not a submarine. Um, it's got two cargo space, SL move, pair of two S guns. This ship also gets plus one to boarding rolls, or plus two if her opponent is a sea monster. <laughs> when is this ship ever going to be useful? Ever? Yeah, I've.
0: Yeah, she's not as bad. I don't know. It's it's important as like a. I don't know, when you run out of other options for the mercs, you can put a captain huntsman on, have a pretty good first strike ship. I mean, it's, it's bad. And 17 points. Yeah, I know. It, it's bad compared to other factions, but, um, I've used it okay in the past. It's pretty fragile. Um, but with the speed and the cannons, um, it's kind of a unique option for the mercs. So I've used her decently, I guess, but, yeah, it's too expensive it, to use in 40-point games, so...
1: It's it's kind of cool, but I think it's yeah. worth no more than 8 at the very most.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is Bosum Bane, remarkably similar <laughs> to the Fallen Angel from uh, DJC. Uh, 10 points, 1 cargo, SSS move, 2S cannon, mercenary, the ship can't be shot at by ships with an Esper, uh Fallen Angel has one more cargo space and a two L cannon instead of two S, so a slight downgrade for the same cost.
1: And um, it's not a mercenary.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um this one if the Mercs had a flotilla, this would be perfect for that, but they yep. don't, and uh as a result, um uh, it's just too expensive to justify for anything. It's like a it's like an disposable cap, uh gunship, but thirteen points is a lot to
1: spend on that. So. yeah, it's it's outrageous, and uh, it's like it's always bothered me seeing these defensive abilities on one-masted ships yeah. because you're just going to ram it. You're not even going to bother shooting at it.
0: Yeah, you don't need to. Yep.
1: Yeah, whoever wrote this piece like blatantly didn't understand the game that they were making it for. <laughs> All right, um, now we're into the crew. Count Gustav, who is uh, is possibly their best crew overall... Maybe. Um, So what Count Gustav is, he's six points, um, and of course he's the expatriate keyword, and uh, extra action. Yeah, D6 extra action, not sat, D6 extra action with a link to terror. Uh And that's really pretty good, period. And the expatriate keyword means he can uh, be utilized by some of the one-off factions that didn't get uh, that ability. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very good point. Um, An expatriate.
0: Um, if the point costs sound off on these, anybody listening, expatriate is basically adds one point to the costs regardless of everything else involved.
1: It's um, so like black but stupider.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Gustav <laughs> is a very good crew. Um, he's great on subs for ramming, or maybe the forward or a gunship. Um, and yeah, like you said, that you could use him with like uh, the I don't know the Corsairs or, or whoever the Vikings don't have a crew quite like this, and the Curse could be beefed up by him a bit too. So, yeah, and it's a good link. The Terror, terror is a solid ship for him overall. So, uh, the next one is Aerophux. This one is six point, um, mercenary named crew, expatriate, and then it has Captain and here basically. So, um, so it's a solid crew, saves the cargo with space. Link to the Hephaestus um, is decent, uh, not much else to say. A solid combo.
1: It's not a bad crew, but because it's part of the uh, the mercenaries, I think he'll be ignored yeah. a lot more than maybe he could have been if he were part of literally any other faction.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, um, Cannoneer isn't something any other faction is lacking, so he doesn't. The Ex-Patriot doesn't really help him serve on other ships. You could get yeah. the same thing for five points. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, you may find a niche use for him where you. Want to have a cannoneer, but you don't have the space, but yeah. you do have points to play with, yeah. and you don't need it to repair, uh, whatever. There may be a use for him out there where he's just right, but being expatriate really hurts him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> next is the first version of Eileen Bridget O'Brien. Uh, so six points again, expatriate, uh, captain, and then plus one to cannon, rolls against English ships. This is a really bad crew.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're paying a premium for something you don't need Need it for, so... Multiple yeah, the other, abilities. Yeah, and the other version is so much better that you wouldn't really use yeah. this one at all, so... Oh, well.
1: Because uh, the other wor- version is, like, basically sat, and then what else?
0: I think it's plus one against English again, I think. I think she oh. really hates them. Yeah, because <laughs> um, well, she's Irish, so... Yeah, yeah, but SAT is probably worth five anyway, so...
1: Um,
0: yeah. Captain Nemo is next. Um, the Legend... <laughs> linked to the nautilus expatriate and then he has a one-of-a-kind ability that didn't show up anywhere else in the game if the ship wins a boarding party she may capture the crew with the highest point cost instead of eliminating it a captive becomes a captive becomes assigned to the ship takes up no cargo space and can use its abilities the captive cannot leave the ship so you can basically snatch other crew and claim them as your own which is pretty powerful it's best used on 10 masters with in my opinion um... Um I- Ibrahim Ozat, who is coming up soon, he's a border. then you won't have your Ten Master get pinned, and then with extra actions too. So Nemo is perfect for like monster setups on uh, Ten Masters. Um there's a really good fleet using him on the Zeus with like a sack captain, Blackheart. Um so you capture crew and then sacrifice them for extra actions. I'm using a very similar strategy on the Zanfu right now at C D3. And it's worked brilliantly so far. Although she hasn't had much competition, I guess in battle. But, um, but Nemo's a great crew for Ten Masters. He links to the Nautilus, um, which isn't a good ship for boarding for the most part. But really unique crew and a lot of fun to use. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love yeah. the ability, but the high cost and the expatriate means he's really hard to use. If you're gonna use him, you have to build the fleet around him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially, yeah, smaller games he's not so great at, but 100 points or more, you can really go crazy. Yeah, or
1: even, like, 60 or 80 points or whatever. I think he's yeah. starting to, to come good. Yeah. Um, Nikos Chelios is 5 points, expatriate. Once per turn, the ship may randomly take 2 treasure from any ships she touches Link, Fathom. I like this ability, and it's kind of neat because this is the only instance of, I think, this exact ability in the game. Mm-hmm. But I struggle to find a use for it.
0: Yeah, it's tough because he turns the ship merc. So even if you were uh, using it on a, on like the Santa Isabel or some hybrid, it would, would turn the ship merc, and then you wouldn't be able to talk. So it's yeah, it's tough. Having yeah. you know, merc named crew have treasure based ability is kind of a recipe for disaster. or Not using them or at least uh, confusion. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Fathom isn't a good ship that's not a bad link, I guess. The Fathom is not very combat oriented. It's got decent cargo, but, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the Mercs don't have many high cargo ships in general, so he's not going to see much usage at all. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I've used him maybe like once or twice, but just cause I had the points available in a huge game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Luke Savard. Um, he is basically Boring. A, a six point, yeah, expatriate captain with plus one to cannon rolls against Americans. So similar to O'Brien, he links to the Matuku, but that's not a good ship for him for the most part. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Zerx is using him um, with the Cursed in CG3 since they're fighting the American in general. Um, but unless you know you're facing the American, no reason
2: for him.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's expensive and has a faction ability and expatriate, and I think he's so boring that I just want you to talk about Osvaldo de Deus de Clemente, or whatever his name is.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, I say Salamente. It's kind of weird. but yeah.
1: This oh, is wait. oh wait, you're right. There's an E in there. Salamente. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is one of the longest named crew names. Um, He's a seven-point captain with broadsides attack, so similar to Commodore David Porter or Jeffrey Flores. Um, he links to the Santa Molina, which is a decent link. I, oh, this is, I like using him on the Boss Shot Folly, because you've got two 2S two guns. It's really mm-hmm. expensive, but it is kind of fun if you manage to hit. Um, but yeah, BA is not something I go out of my way to use, but just because some of their other named crew aren't very good, he's not too bad of an option, but they don't really have a lot of good ships to use him on. So, I guess uh-huh. you could try, with Expatriate. you could try using him on, um, like, I don't know, like... Like there's some Corsair ships with 2s guns that are like two masts that could do some damage with them, but
2: yeah. Or
1: they maybe uh, what's it, Virtuous Wind?
0: Yeah, that yeah, it makes some
1: sense. Yeah. Maybe, but with how good that ship's cargo space is, I'm yeah. not sure you'd want to to waste yeah. that on. Yeah. yeah or uh, wait, uh, HMS Nautilus.
0: Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. Next up, Ibrahim Ozat. Which is six points Expatriot is part of a move action this ship may it's s board, yeah, and it's got a link to Maropus. s board is of practically no use for the mercenaries. It might be useful if combined with Nemo, yeah, but Nemo is already kind of such a diva of a crew as is that <laughs> you may e- well yeah, because you yeah, have no, to build the you have to build the fleet around him, so yeah. if you're That's gonna funny. build the fleet around him. There is the possibility that you can get a cheaper or better S border than Abraham Ozan anyway, so he's basically useless. I want to say.
0: I I like him because I use him with Nemo on a Temaster. Like I say, I think the usability is very niche, but when you do it right, um, it can be very powerful. Like the Zanfu has gone almost uncontested so far in CD3. She's been she's been off on her own too. She doesn't even have support. Uh, she's been knocking out some ships and making derelicts. And uh with Ozat, Nemo, and then um I think it swung by from RTSS sacking the captures that you don't need or want, because I already have Captain Helmsman on that ship. Um, it can be a pretty powerful combo. I mean, it does require, um like, what, 50 points to set it up, because you're pretty yeah. much doing a fully crewed Tenmaster, but um, in bigger games, I think Ozat shines in a niche role with Nemo on a 10 master.
1: So even then though, if you can get him onto a 10 master, you have selection of that nation's crew. Um let's say you put him onto Celtic Fury. Mm-hmm. The French have how many S borders?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't know. I usually yeah. put him on I usually put what on uh I'm thinking the Delusion, um the Zanfu, um I don't Maybe the Guichuan, but usually ones that um, don't have s as readily available.
2: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Um. The next one is one of my favorite crew in the whole game. Um, Christian Fior is a six-point expatriate with canceling. He links to the forward, like we talked about, and we've already said some stuff about him. He's great on the Nautilus. Um, This is a super important crew. I wrote a review about him and talked about how... uh, basically he allows any minor faction to have a canceler so you can put him on a jade rebellion ship or a viking ship um he could be used with the Cursed along with papa doc um i would i would argue that um for utility he was one of the best in the game and one of the more important named crew ever released really um and i think oh, it was the, the artwork is funny too i made a point about how he looks like he's like trying to fall asleep and he's like uh, he looks like full and ready for a nap or something. But, um, uh, but yeah, he's one of my favorite crew
1: in the game. Uh, speaking of using him on minor factions, um, I, I thought to myself, what's the most annoying minor faction ship? Um, and then I thought, well, what about Nubian Prince, which is, I think, <laughs> one of two masters in the game to have the ability where it can't be shot with an ass, yep. putting Christian Fiore on onboard Nubian Prince is kind of a recipe to make your playgroup hate you. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do uh, that. Wait, do I have Nubian Prince? <laughs> I, I don't know if I do. I, I've got to look that up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll jump onto Yashaji Angria who, for eight points. Um, <laughs> so he's a home island raider and uh, and ship or island spy linked to Devil Ray. He's Basically, Devereaux for one more point with Expatriate. Okay. Only home island rating is like we've mentioned, basically useless on a mercenary. I suppose you could uh, use a mercenary ship to uh, to transfer the gold to something that isn't a mercenary, but this is still not a cost-effective way of doing things.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, he's way too expensive. Could see, he could be like four points and not see much usage, honestly. Um, Yeah, he's not a very good crew. Um, Probably one of their worst named crew overall, because he doesn't provide much utility, and he's extremely expensive. As expensive as Nemo, actually.
2: Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom after this one, but I'll start the Pirates. Um, All right. The Prussian Crown is their first ship in the set. It's a 5 Master for 16 points. I'll move cannons are 3S, 3L, 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 3S, and then the ship can shoot at submerged ships with an answer. So we're going to start to see that ability because the non-merc factions got it to kind of combat the submarines. Um, as Wolf talked about a while back, um, the only thing you would use this for is if you know you're facing subs, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, without that, the ability becomes useless. Um, and, and I can think of right off the top of my head, the Harbinger from uh,
1: EJC yeah.
0: is a superior or Spanish main exact same point cost it looks similar
1: to actually so. yeah like and you can and just keep going so anyway uh, alright yeah I was gonna say basically every five master from Spanish main is better than this especially when you start to look at the pirate ones be it harbinger or deliverance uh, because I think they're around the same cost I think they both move L I think uh, they've got around the same cargo space but they have better armament and more useful abilities. This is one that's so niche that you don't really want to use it unless you know your opponent's going to be using a lot of submarines. And even if they are, why don't you just pick up a canceler anyway and force them to surface or just throw fear keyword on everything, use the cursed, because then uh, you might force them to surface anyway. It's just not all that good. Um, so I'll move on next to Terra, which... I like quite a lot, actually. So this, Coliotera is a pirate submarine. Uh, for 12 points, you get a three segment submarine with SS move, making her the fastest of the submarines. Um, she has three, four L guns, which are not good. Um, uh, it says so she gets plus under cannon rolls against mercenary ships. That's useless. Uh, I don't particularly like her link to captain mission, but, um, I used Colliotera in a fleet known as Kolio Terrorize the Seas, which is which is a pun, of course. Um let me find where the setup is, but I think it basically turned into are you back, Ben?
0: Yeah, I'm here now, yep.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to find my setup for uh yeah. for Coleo-terra. Oh yeah. here it is. Um it's so it's any sat crew, so three points there. Uh Helmsman and then Lady Baptiste for a re roller. Yeah. And for, sense. and for that you get a, you get a ram sub that's twenty points, which is pretty expensive for something that'll only take down like, one mass per turn. But it moves SSS, and you have a fifty-five percent chance of an extra action.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a nice combo, definitely. Um,
2: mm-hmm. I've
0: always thought this sub was one of the weirdest overall ships in the game, for a lot of reasons. The pirates only got um, this one submarine, and then there was the weird. Um, controversy with the with the name on the hull saying, like, Nautilus or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And then, and then I don't know, I read, I'll have to find it again, but I read in a miniature review or fleet comment about how that um, wasn't a typo or was or something, I don't know, like, the conventional wisdom on that was possibly proven wrong, but nobody, like, noticed? I don't know, it was weird. I'll try to find it, but... Um,
1: yeah, well, yeah there is a lot wrong with this piece, because yeah, it's... It, weird. it's like, visually, I think it's basically the same as Nautilus. It says Nautilus. I think it's the same color as Nautilus. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it has the uh, the 4L guns printed on it or if it has the 3S of the Nautilus.
0: Yeah, the picture shows it correct completely, but I'm confused by but that. The picture, so. I'm
1: fairly sure, is photoshopped because the okay. Colby Terra on the side is much clearer yeah, than the rest sense. of the piece.
0: Yeah, well, this is weird.
1: Yeah, in the Dynasty like, I'm not sure about.
0: Yeah, it's one of the oddest ships in the game, and also for gameplay too. I think the name is bizarre. I can never say it right. Um, but gets plus one against mercs, which is incredibly niche.
1: Um, it's uh, I, speed, I, that's an interesting way of saying pointless.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's got solid speed, then the cannons are bad. It's very difficult to find a role. I think you had a good one with the ram sub. I actually like using it as a submerged home island raider sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like Phantasma from uh, Spanish Main is four points.
1: Oh, I've. Sorry to interrupt, but, yeah. you know, because I have that fascination with uh, with faction exclusive abilities because I, I like them to be more differentiated. Yeah. Um, Captain Jack Hawkins is one I've overlooked from Spanish yeah. Main. That makes sense. Because. Because when he rams, he can then eliminate a crew.
0: Yeah, that's which, when the ship is pinned. Though I don't know if you get pinned with the the submerged ramming. When pin you, I,
1: I, I thought know. that Wolf said that like when the ship is pinned is basically their accidental way of saying when this ship rams, and that it was just kind of. I don't uh, know. We could get a clarification on yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, as is though, I think the sub is really unique. It's one of the weirder ships in the game. It's tough to find a role for. It. I've yeah. used her decently a few times. I'm trying to think of the other setups I've used, but I can't remember right now. So it's a yeah, she, she does
1: have potential because she's part of yeah. one of the best, if not yeah. no, if not the single best equipped faction when it comes to crew. She's yep. the fastest of all the subs when it comes to base move, mm-hmm. um, and she does have a good cargo space. The only thing really holding her back are you know the pointless ability and armament that needs improvement.
0: Yeah, you could, the pointless ability, that could be a pun, because I argue that that ability is worth zero points in a way, if you wanted to yeah. argue that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, the next one is 30 Tyrants. This is a four masted pirate ship. Uh, 13 points, three cargo. I'll move. Cannons are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, and then it has size attack built in. This is a really basic ship. Um, it's similar to the Broken Key, but not quite as good with the lower speed. Super basic and really not much to say about it.
1: Are I'm you sure either. we haven't stumbled upon an SE box chip by accident? Yes, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just super average. This is this is not a good chip. There are better options if you want to use broadside attack. Mm-hmm. Like literally. Just look to any other set. You can find something more interesting. Um, Next is, I think it's pronounced Xiamen's Claws, which I think is a really pretty good ship. Um, Oh, it it definitely is when you compare it to 30 Tyrants. So 13 points, 4 masts, SS move, 4 cargo, 2S, 3S, 3S, 2S, and then it gets a boost to boarding rules, and then plus 2 to submarines. You can ignore the second part. Um, Overall, this is a pretty solid hybrid in the set. It's nothing like special when you compare it to stuff from Spanish main or Crimson coast, mm. but in the context of when it came out, this is pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. I think it's one of the most underrated, um, gunships the pirates have. I use their mostly as a gunship. Um, maybe like captain Helmsman fire pot specialist or something. It's just a pretty solid overall ship. It's not super, you know, exhilarating to use or anything crazy, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's probably one of the most underrated four masters in the game for the most part, I would say too. Um, yeah. like, I think the name is cool. It's got decent artwork. Um, the next one, um, maybe even better artwork, pretty cool. The Sunrise Fire is a 4 schooner, 12 points, L move, cannons are 4S, 3S, 3S, 4S, and it's got, uh, S explorer. So once per turn within S of an island, uh, you can mark the island as explored without docking, and then it becomes unexplored in <laughs> regards to all other players. This one, it's just middling. It's not very good. They have way better options. Um,
1: it's like a bad, cheap version of Gale Force 9.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah I'd much rather use Gale Force 9 for the speed.
1: Um, it's, it's too slow uh, because that ability exactly. is for scouting, and exactly. this ship cannot canvas aboard fast exactly. enough.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So, yep.
1: I mean, maybe they want you to to do helmsman sat re-roll. That's but true. if you do that, gale force nine is still a better ship.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yep. Cause if you're going to be spending a ton on a scout, this, if you want to go cheap scout, that's not your option. If you want to go expensive scout, it's also not your best choice. Yeah. Yeah. It, she's a good looking ship, but she's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I was going to say
0: that is pretty cool. Orange with a lot of design, but...
1: yeah. All anyway, right. Um, Nancy Knox. uh, f- <laughs> for you're laughing like you know the ship's stats in oh yeah. oh that's why you're laughing yeah. um so for 12 points you get a three master uh five cargo space that's a good start um the cannons are 2s 3s 4s okay um if the ship wins a boarding party she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she wants up to available cargo space okay that's cool um she moves s you yeah. can't ever use that ability Ever yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Um, uh, the link to Cannonball Gallows is kind of interesting because I think that makes this the only ship to have a link to that type of crew, and we'll talk about that type of crew a little bit later on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think I would maybe use this one if all the cannons were to us.
2: Yeah, and, like
1: some kind of
0: weird like niche hybrid role. But um, another ironic thing is we're going to see way better French ship just like this one. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yeah. I love that
0: chip. Me too, one of my favorite friendships, yeah. Oh, yes. But yeah, this one is just all over the place. It doesn't work.
1: Uh, <laughs> I would say... Or if it if even all, had L move, we could maybe excuse it.
0: Maybe. I think it would be playable at SS, and or yeah. if all the cannons were 2S, then you could do like some kind of weird, like accurate hybrid, but as is... It's, You're right, it's, SS
1: it would be needed.
0: Yeah, as is now, it's
1: pretty bad to be honest it's and, it's awful and the problem <laughs> is if you do try to outfit it to make use of that ability okay so helmsman um and then you need extra actions so sat and re-roll yeah um crazy. so you've added on like eight points there and the cargo gets like or low, yeah <laughs> yeah then you get down to two cargo so okay cool let's throw on gentleman joe card and move it back <laughs> up to three cargo, and then you're spending 23 points on something that can only take three cargo. Yeah. Um, and that's only if it wins, and you almost want a boarding roll bonus. It's just yeah. a disaster.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say, I mean, the Darkhawk II isn't exactly a fair comparison, because that's one of the best ships in the game, but you could do, with that ship, you could do a similar setup with for 20 points with uh, Captain Helmsman mm-hmm. and then Skyme the Monkey from DJC, who almost never yep. sees usage, but he has this... Hoarding gold ability. So then yeah. you can do that for 20 points with LS move and be able to take, uh, you know, four, five, or if you really wanted to, or no, five uh, treasure. So, anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a good
0: ship. Uh, the next one is Devil's Pay, which is, which is. not too bad. Um, it's a four point blockade runner with two masts, two cargo, L move. Both cannons are 2L for just four points because um, of the negative ability, which says the ship cannot shoot when she carries treasure.
1: You so, won't use uh, her to carry treasure.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, the opposite of the Banshee's Cry problem, in a way. But um, this mm-hmm. one is okay. In a bizarre way, you'd almost rather have it at five, so you could do Captain and Helmsman, but even mm-hmm. if it's just a Captain, this one is one of the better, I guess, one of the best, like, super yeah. cheap gunship options.
1: Yeah, if point. you've got, like, if you've got this ship accompanying something else really slow, yeah. then this is one of your best escort options in the game, because that's basically unbeatable armament at an unbeatable cost.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's. I agree with you. I want to find a way to try to make it uh, able to take a captain and a helmsman, but I I think it just doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. If you use Jonah, you would only have one other. But
1: he'd take up a space. Yeah, exactly yeah all right um panama sun so for 10 points you get yourself a three master with all three s guns as move uh for cargo space ramming cannot eliminate this ship's masts this is an interesting uh, i i never really looked at this ship all that much before this is an interesting option for a kind of cheap decently rounded three masted hybrid yeah it's okay i find it boring actually just because of the stats
0: and whatnot and the abilities. Yeah. Good, but not, you know, too interesting. Um, I find it pretty boring, but yeah, it's not too bad. It's not as bad as some of the other mediocre ones. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's worse out there. Um, I mean, when you compare it to something like HMS Nautilus, which is a little bit more focused, I guess it yeah. falls short. But, I mean, if somebody pulled this from their first pack, this would probably be one of their favorite ships of all time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid. Uh, option, yeah, and a good and yeah. speaking of which, it's a good starter option because it's not complicated at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, next one is pretty cool actually. El Tejon is a pirate two master with two cargo L move, both cannons are two L, and then you can also double them with the sniping ability. You can double the range of the ship cannons each turn, but you must roll a six to hit. This one's one of my favorite sport gunships the pirates got, probably Captain Helmsman. Um, so you, be, you can basically have accurate cannons at L range, or you can snipe at uh, LL, and try to get sixes. So it's not a great ship, but it's a pretty
1: fun uh, escort option. Or yeah, It's a cool little novelty. And actually, we were talking about the South China Sea's version of Le Coeur de Leon. Yeah, similar. I, I know, like, almost identical. I yeah. just looked up the stats. The only difference is El Tejon the is square rigged instead of a blockade runner. Yeah. And instead of having three cargo, she has a link to Benito De Soto. Yeah, which is impossible. <laughs> yeah, because isn't he nine points or something? Yeah, yeah, it's bad. They didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. small threads, like,
1: ridiculing with kids when this set came out. They're yeah, it's... Wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's something in the last set review, or some of them. Maybe it was... Uh, maybe it was Barbary Coast when we found that, like, you couldn't... Use like these two linked uh Barbary crew on any yeah. ship, yeah. Except was like, for like one, maybe. Yeah, I think it's
0: Bar- yeah Barbarossa and Kira Din, maybe because
1: it's like 16
0: yeah. points or something. So,
1: yeah, and those two, like, and the, the only ship you can use them on was linked to a different crew anyway.
0: I think, yeah, yeah, Janissary's blood,
1: yeah, yeah, right, yeah, just kind <laughs> of a a strange, strange situation.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, after El Tejon is Shamrock, and uh, as soon as I'm done reading this, I've got to uh, make my own bathroom stop. Yeah. But Shamrock, uh, two mass, eight points, SL move, three cargo, four S four L guns. After looking at a treasure on a wild island, you may trade any one treasure from that island for. Right? Okay, it's it's treasure trading. Um, if it had more cargo space, that would be more relevant. But yeah. as is, I just want to throw a Gentleman joke card on her.
0: Yeah, she's not great. Um, it's similar to the Jamaica from uh, TJC, which we already saw. It's basically um, a simple pirate treasure-running option, but it's always going to be overshadowed by Banshee's Cry, Bonnie Liz, Bloody Jewel, and others, like Neptune's Horde, even. So... I guess when, in a bigger game, like I often play, um, once you've already gotten those ships out there, the Shamrock is a solid option, but if your collection is a bit bigger, this one's probably going to get passed on, because so it's it's not too special, but it's okay. Uh, the next one is the Smiling Gym. This is a one-masted pirate sloop. Speed is SSS, uh, one cargo, two S cannon, and then instead of island trading, this one has... Within asset ship <laughs> treasure trading, so carry treasure within asset enemy ship. You may randomly trade one treasure with that ship. Um, so this one, Smiling Jim is okay as a flotilla tug. It's a little better than uh, the Bosun's Bane, for example, because you can get it with a captain for the same cost. But um, but the cargo holds it back. I don't know. One masted gunships just don't work out very well. So without mm-hmm. <laughs> a without a flotilla, yeah. without a flotilla yeah. behind it, it's pretty
1: pretty poor. <laughs> Yeah, it's pricey and the ability makes no sense whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so uh, trade treasure? You're not going to be carrying treasure. It has one cargo space. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Smiling Jim. I don't know. If somebody out there has some idea of what to do with it, I guess. Please tell us. (laughs) You could
0: purposely put Plague on with the crew and then swap it. But you can just ram to get Plague off anyway.
1: Yeah, or. Or wait, what if there's uh, one that you can't normally get rid of? Albatross? Yeah,
0: Yeah, good point,
1: yeah. (laughs) Smiling Jim plus Albatross? (laughs) Uh, I'll write that down, although I think I'll never actually use that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Plus Albatross. Cool. All right, after Smiling Jim comes the first version of Hammersmith. Uh, This is his not-so-good version, but it's still not. uh, I I guess, you know, it's... Yeah, Yeah, It's still still not very good, I think, uh, because plus one to her boarding rules against mercenary ships (laughs) and S-board for six points. That's not very good. The pirates have better.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, not not worth using at all. I will say this might be one of my favorite, like, intimidating crew artworks. He looks very uh, unhappy and uh, not something you want to encounter at all. Um, the artwork is cool, but that's about it. Uh, the next one is Benito de Soto with a link to El Tejon. He's 9 points, so he can't even be used on his link ship, so those kids made a big stake there. Big so was... here, the ironic part is he has Captain and Reverse Captain, those two abilities, which, which ironically should be together. less than 9 points. It should cost 5 or even 7, um, so then he could be used. But Reverse Captain at 6 is crazy
1: overpriced. It's worth 2. Pretty much. So. Uh, do you see the irony in the fact that um, he's linked to a ship that he can't be used on and both his abilities can't be used together?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like a <laughs> horrible group, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And,
0: and he's a duplicate. He's a clone because Jack Hawkins from DJC has already got these abilities. Not that, not that you'd ever use that version of Jack Hawkins, but still, he's a clone.
1: Well done, kids
2: yeah he was
1: just uh, yeah all right Diabolito is seven points um if she succeeds the boarding party eliminate all the other ship's crew I think this ability is way too overpriced it's kind of a funny little flavor text uh, considering his little rat face but yeah eh, he, still. Would,
0: he would fit in with the cursed. but um, yeah
1: but the cursed yeah, already have that ability
0: yeah, I wouldn't want to pay more than five for this if I had to. Um, it's yeah. a little bit better built into a ship. They got Blackheart from Rise of the Fiends so has the same ability. Not that not that you use that version of blackheart either, but anyway. Yeah, not too not too exciting. Um, next one okay, so this is a crew for twofer on the same card. So we have on the back we have an English crew, Professor Clive Defoe. And he's five points for a sub hunter. This ship may shoot at submerged ships within Essever. So, um, just good if, if you know you're facing subs, you can bring it in with a ZRLR limit ransom crew, add five points to the build total, so you could get that if you see subs in your opponent's fleet, but other than that, he's just a niche crew.
1: I think he's borderline useless because, um, if not outright useless because, for this cost or even less, you can get a canceller, which mm-hmm. is better. Can't, yeah, you? it's much more utility. Yep, good point. And basically can give you the same ability to attack a submerged sub because you can force okay. it to surface instead of having to shoot at a submerged.
0: Yeah. The only thing I could see is maybe if you're facing the mobilist and you need to take it out, you get a canceller and this guy, I guess. But it's
1: Yeah, that's still really good. Yeah. Um so next up is Cannibal Gallows who is linked to Nancy Knox the terrible ship which is funny because Cannibal Gallows is a game breaking piece and he's the final one of his type released. Um so there's some really weird stuff about Cannibal Gallows. Um so official so what he is is he's a he's a 5 point booster. Uh he's a point limit raising crew which hasn't been seen since I think, South China Seas, and before that, Crimson Coast. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Then um, he was the last uh, point-limit raiser ever released. Funny enough, he was printed with a cost of 10 points. <laughs> yeah. it, it was meant to be zero, but it says 10 points on the card, which is really strange, and there's like yeah. an errata in there about that. Um, but, I mean, I guess, you know... if we we have our thoughts about, uh, you know, 0LR plus 5 crew.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I talked about them in the CC set review. Uh, yep. I find it amusing that... I think I even saw something about this. I don't know if it's on the subreddit or somewhere else. Maybe it was a while back, but... Because, like, it's so confusing. Because you're, like... You're basically just losing 5 points if he's... Turning. Yep. So it's, like, really dumb. Um. Uh. The link is uh, just kind of amusing and silly. Pointless. Um, yeah. And... I think, similar to Benito his Soto, he's unnecessary because they got the Hag of Tortuga and yep. uh, he's just a clone. But unlike Benito, you can't even use both. You can't get 10 points and he's got limit anyway. Um, so, uh, just uh, really a mistake for the most part. And uh, mm-hmm. our work is super boring. He got more interesting in Rise of the Fiends. But, uh, yeah, this is the pirate named crew in the set are be bad. I'm seeing yeah. I don't know. They really could have done a better job. I got a couple, there's a couple clones, then a couple overpriced, not very usable options. So, anyway. Yeah. On the other side of the card is another English crew, the Gentleman, who is quite good. He's he a six-point six captain and re-roller. Um, I've used this guy a lot. He's been in my collection for a while. He's perfectly teamed up with EA or SAT, like Christopher Mings or Admiral Morgan, with Captain Reroll, and then Extraction on a on a big gunship, so
2: he's
1: a very good crew overall. Yeah, that's Uh, a pretty solid one, although he's also a clone because uh, this same combination of abilities was released in uh, Barbary Coast's uh, tournament promo crew on uh, a second version of Lady Baptiste. Okay,
0: yeah. And then the English got him later with Lord Thomas Gunn in OE, but I'd rather mm-hmm. use other versions of Gunn than, uh, than that
1: one, of course. So. Yeah, there's some really good versions of Thomas Gunn. Uh-huh. Um, after that is Captain Mission. So for seven points and linked to Coldiaterra, by the way, um, this is basically one of those crew that, you know, it's a Crew Saver plus SAT, which yeah. is a decent combination in Third, the right yeah, situation. Yeah, in this case. Oh, yeah,
0: wait. Yeah, so it's a little better. EA. And oh, Spina,
1: wait, see. yeah, this is better yeah. than that. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's, that's interesting. Um, I mean, EA on its own is is six uh, points. Well, five, so, usually. Wait, is it five, usually?
0: Yeah, Count Gustav has Expatriate, so it's kind of deceiving. Okay. And then Crimson Angel from CC was six, but Admiral Morgan was five. Originally, <clears> so
1: yeah, still, though, if you want extra action and you can afford to splurge on upgrading to uh, to crew protection, Captain Mission is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, and crew protect is generally four-point ability. At least that's uh, based on some of the other ones, like the seven-point sat
1: crew. Maybe like they that. meant to make it sat, but they didn't.
0: Yeah, or, possibly.
1: Yeah. Or maybe he is sat and he's written in the wrong. Actually, let me check uh the no, crew binder a, we can reach.
0: No, it's not a typo. I know for a fact. Um, okay. But, I will say, it might just be because WizKids liked giving the Pirates discounts, so they gave them this guy for seven instead of nine or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then he is, I think, um, Stephen Decatur from VC, I think, has the same abilities for seven as well, for the American, so it's not a typo or anything, but it's a solid link, I guess, but I'd rather use him on a big gunship. Um, he was the Pirate Admiral in, um, Command the Oceans aboard the Crusher, um, who he can kind of link with from Horizon Fiends, but um, he's a very good crew overall. So I would say this is kind of an underrated option. Um, and there's two other versions of him. You can make a pretty solid case that the Horizon Fiends version is better. It has Captain and Harley for just four points. But, um, yeah. Those two versions are quite good, both books. So.
1: Yeah, I just looked at my binder. You are correct. Uh, yeah. There is no typo in miniature trading. He is extra action.
0: Yep. Uh, the next one is uh, oh, this is another crew for two first. So on the back of that same card, you've got uh, tenant Henry Ducey Chads, long name. Uh, he's an English crew with basically SAT with plus one to cannon rolls against pirate ships. So it's kind of you kind of pay a premium for the SAT, but the two good things are about about it are that um, the pirates are the best action and the most numerous. So. You might very well see them, and since he's five, you could bring him in with um, a zero LR plus five crew to, um, if you see that your opponent is going to use the Pirates, so he's a good crew overall, especially in big games. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, you know, in the right situation, I think he's probably a good choice, but he is kind of niche, mm-hmm. and you know how I feel about faction abilities as a yeah. whole, <laughs> Um yeah, you could almost stack it with a bunch of stuff from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, sure. anti-pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, um, so we're getting into the English ships now. Uh, we're going to start off with HMS Pacificum, which is a really cool-looking ship, uh, I must say, because it reminds me of uh, Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Round right back, it's got that like orange canopy, bubbly thing going for it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's possibly the worst English five-master. I think Who'd the Shetland is worse from the next set. Oh yeah, you, you might be right about that. That one's that one's very little known, though. To be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So Pacificum is fifteen points. Uh. Four. Uh, four cargo space. SS move, which is, which is good for a five master, but her armament is really strange. It's three S, three S, two L, three L, four S. Um. And its ability is plus one aborting rolls or plus two against a submarine. So, kind of pointless abilities, subpar armament, and she's not super cheap, she's not, you know, equipped all that well with a big hold. Yeah. I guess she's fast, but eh?
0: Yeah, she's kind of all over the place. I think the the armament's okay, but compared to other English five masters, it's not too good. Um I don't know. I just—it's kind of just a throwaway. It's kind of like a numbers ship, yeah. bigger games with like a big battle fleet. Um, yeah.
2: Nobody's
1: gonna actually like board this ship with a submarine anyway, because this ship's <laughs> base boarding role is uh, well, it's it's eight with er- the die included against yeah. a submarine.
0: Yeah, submarine. Yeah, yeah. And so,
1: it, if a uh, full condition three segment submarine rams it. It would need to roll a six <laughs> to even be within a hope
2: yeah,
1: I guess. of uh, of winning. Yeah. yeah, and that's without a boarding bonus, but still.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I would use maybe a world heater, but I, it'd still
1: be a better crew to use on the Titan or something. So. Oh, yeah, well. for for one point more, you can get a significantly better ship, which I'll let you start.
0: Yes, HMS Gallows is a sixteen point four master with five cargo L move. All the cannons are two L, but they're essentially one L because it says this ship gets plus one to cannon rolls against any ship. So this
1: is um, an awesome ship.
0: Yeah, this is essentially the best firepower deal on any foremaster in the game because you have best guns money can buy ever. Um, so all your cannons are one L, which is crazy. It kind of kind of vulnerable to L immunity like the Jarvis, but um, it looks really cool too. It's got a cool like red stripe on the hull. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, surprisingly as good of a gunship as it is it's a solid hybrid option um, because so of how much Hump, Hump, space yeah Captain so Helms you'd have three spaces open or you could use um, one of their two ROTF crew with those two abilities built into the same crew um, I'd kind of steer towards making it a monster gunship just because the guns are so good you don't want to waste them so I'd probably go the full gunship route and maybe get extra actions of some kind it, since the hole is decent, you could do Captain Helmsman, um, Mercer, a um, uh, SAC crew from Pirates of the Caribbean, and then get, like, two or three oarsmen. So there's a lot of great options with this ship. So one of the most devastating pure ships ever.
1: Yeah, we um, could definitely trawl through the uh, English-exclusive abilities because they, I'm sure they've got something that would work really well with this ship. Yeah. Um, Gallows is a magnificent ship. Um, the only real failing of hers is, is, well, I mean, aside from the fact that you said she'd be vulnerable to ships that can't be hit by L guns, mm-hmm. uh, her base move is nothing special. Yeah. Um, but everywhere else, she's just a tank. She's yeah. just a magnificent ship. I've already yeah. said that. <laughs> but HMS Zephyr is next. And I, I like the name because it reminds me of one of my favorite trains. But, uh, but the stats don't remind me of that favorite trainer. They remind me of Diesel. Because um, HMS Zephyr is 15 points, has 3S, 4L, 3S, 3S guns, 4S, schooner, um, 4 cargo space, L move, and then reverse captain with a link to Hermione Gold. Um, I mean, this this set's version of Hermione Gold is pretty good, but we'll get on that later. I mean for we were just talking about HMS Gallows, which is magnificent and one point more than this. Yeah. And this is uh, whiz kids, like these ships are literally right next to each other. Have you yeah. not noticed the problem?
2: It's I like know, putting it's so a
1: trailer clear. park next to a mega mansion.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like they didn't play test reverse captain at all, I think. Um yeah. I guess they probably thought it would be as good as Captain or better. I don't know why it's twice as expensive. I could see this ship with just Schooner at, like, 10 points, maybe, as, like, a cheap hybrid type thing. But yeah, yeah as is, it totally pales in comparison to almost anything else. Um, the English get, among sister ships, like, same masts and type. Four-masted Schooners, the English have the Durham and the, the uh, Oxford. So it's yeah. just bad compared to those. So. Both of I which are
1: know. cheaper, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 Durham's 15, Oxford 12, so, yep, both way better. Uh, the mm-hmm. next one is HMS Iron Prince. It's a three-masted ship for 10 points, it's four-cargo, L-move, cannons are 3S, 2L, 3S, and ramming cannot eliminate the ship's mast. This one's not super exciting, but just a basic gunship. You um, can make your hybrid if you want, but based on the flavor text and combos of stuff, I'd use mostly a gunship, um, so pretty basic gunship,
1: I guess. Yeah, and honestly, if if you want a hybrid at this price, uh, not necessarily... Well, no, if you want an English hybrid at this price, get HMS Dover.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: sure. yep. If you want to go international, get Darkhawk 2. Yep. Um, this ship is not too bad. Uh, it's just there is so much good competition at this price range. And if, like you said, if you want an English gunship at this price, get HMS Nautilus. Yeah. Same price, faster, better guns. You yeah. don't need the cargo space if you're going to just no. use it as a gunship. Exactly, yeah. Um, HMS Empress of India, kind of an interesting name. Yeah. And probably a better gunship, too, um, overall. So 11 points, three-masted square-rigged ship, three cargo space, SL Move, all 3L guns, and then if this shoot shoots at a ship that's previously shot at by another ship, this turn gets plus one to cannon rolls. That's not a particularly good ability, but if, but this is like an ideal, um, wolf pack type of ship. And actually I would argue using this in conjunction with HMS Nautilus is absolutely ideal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's a solid ship. I have a soft spot for this one. I've always liked the artwork and the name, um, and the flavor text, um, the speed and the guns are the best attributes here. I, uh, I don't know. The role is kind of up for debate. I kind of like the thought of just a captain and doing a a hybrid. It's not a great idea, but, um, it's a solid ship. So, and mm-hmm. you don't really, I feel like things don't have a lot of three masters with SL speed. So it's, it's, it's a solid role for them. It's a, it's a good, decent ship. Um, Mm-hmm. Next one is very specialized, not very good. HMS Challenger, <laughs> message blockade runner, nine points. You mean bad? Yeah, for the most part, nine points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are both 4s, and it can shoot at submerged ships with an esper, which is too bad because it only has two cannons and neither of them are accurate, so it doesn't really work at all. So yeah, yeah, it's actually even worse than I thought. So and the De- Type Defoe is a five point crew you could put on a good gunship like Titan or whatever. And uh, be a way more effective sub hunter.
1: So this one's not good at all.
2: Yeah, this is.
1: Oh, this is really bad. This is really really bad. I mean, yeah. the English also have some pretty good options at nine points too. HMS Caradoc is a better ship than this as a whole. Yeah, that wait. wait if I'm thinking of the ship, Caledonia. I think you're thinking oh, of. Oh, Caledonia, me. Caledonia. That's it. Um, began with the letter C. A. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't have any excuses. Caledonia is a better ship. And even Caledonia is like nothing super special.
0: Yeah, And then the broke too, from Spanish Main. It's one of my favorites. That,
1: too. Um, Next is HMS Botany Bay, which... uh, Okay, 12 points, uh, three cargo, SS move, broadsides attack. Uh, But the problem is its guns are 3L, 2L, 4L. So you can't even really – it's like the ability gets better as the ship takes damage, which is kind of weird. Yeah, good point. But it's – by the time you're down to one mast – Yeah, I I guess if you're down to one mast, Broadside's attack looks really attractive. But as we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes, the English have a lot of good options for gunships around this cost, and this is not one of them.
2: Yeah,
0: this one's, uh, it's not a bad ship, but it's just not very good either. Um, it's got a solid link. Um, I think if that last cannon was a 3L, it would be not too bad of an option, I guess, but as is, it's it just doesn't really work. It's kind of weird. Armament is too weird to utilize, effectively. Um, yeah. Especially with BA wasting points. Uh, the next one is pretty decent. HMS R yeah. is a 3 masted schooner. It's 12 points, 3-cargo. SL move, the cans are 2S, 3S, 2S. Schooner, this ship gets plus one over boarding rolls. So this one's kind of like a short-range alternative to the Nautilus. HMS Nautilus is superior, definitely, but the Auckland is a solid option. Um, Solid armament and a boarding focus. Um, You could do Captain Helmsman, maybe steal a coin, or just try to take out crew and board after, like, rotating with Schooner, stuff like that. So it's a pretty solid
1: gunship option for them. Yeah, I mean, considering that she's 12 points, she's all right. Um, Although, I guess, think about other English 12-point schooners. Yeah. At, well, then again, like, everything from Revolution kind of looks overpowered in yeah. comparison yeah. to this set anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, In the grand scheme of things, yeah, if if you're playing a really big game for England and you're launching mid-sized ships, this is probably going to make the cut.
2: Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: Uh-huh. All right. HMHV Plunder. Um, this is this one is like almost straight out of Spanish Main. So yeah. this yeah. is six points, two masted ship, two cargo space. L move three L three S gun. Pirate crew may use their abilities on this ship. This is nothing super special because. Uh, The Pirates do have interesting crew selection, um, and this ability can be really powerful if you have enough points to play with to use it, as evidenced by Roanoke. But this ship is only six points, and you're not going to get a lot for that. Okay, maybe Captain Jack Hawkins from Spanish Main, maybe, maybe, but he's probably still not the best use of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this one bores me. I just see her as, like, a subpar support gunship option, but she doesn't yeah. not very good. So
1: yeah, I'd uh, rather use devil's pay.
0: Yeah. Or the next one, HMS Disraeli, is a mm-hmm. seven point two master with three cargo L move. Cannons are three L three L once per turn on the ship, it's under any ship. Also eliminate one crew from that ship. So a much better support gunship option for one more point. Um, pretty solid ship overall, actually. It's pretty usable. Um, it's similar to the Reconquistador from OE. Um, but uh, one of their well, I guess one of England's better support gunships not their best but
1: solid yeah, yeah. Uh, in the grand scheme of things this is a pretty good option for for uh, I, I think she's actually at the right cost uh-huh. which is rare for me to say I know me too. I agree but but she is correct in uh, yeah, she's appropriately costed which is as Thanks. I've just said pretty rare for me to say um, unlike the next ship, HMS Bletchley, which is a one master ship for nine points, has one cargo space, SS move, a 2L gun, L-range cannons cannot hit this ship. kids stop with the defensive abilities on one-mastered ships. They're pointless.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just drives the cost up for a ship that doesn't have hardly any utility. Mm-hmm. Um, not good at getting gold, and I mean, 2L is nice, but only one cannon isn't good to do much, so, oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're into... Well, actually, there's only one English named crew left, because the others are on the back of the pirate cards. Um, Hermione hmm. Gold is awesome, though. She's one of my favorite named crew in the game, and one of my oldest. Um, she basically has Captain, and then World Heater for seven points.
1: So and a link to HMS
2: or...
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, this ship gets plus or can rolls against any non-English ship. So, um... I mean, in small games, the ROTF version with Captain and Helmsman is better, but... This is better in big games, and one of my favorite crew overall. Great for five masters, or maybe the Shui Jian 10 master that can use English crew. Um, or maybe HMS Lester from uh, Spanish Main. And, uh, yeah, a lot of great options for gunships here. Good name crew.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, wait. Wait, did I already... Oh, yeah, I guess, so yeah, Hermione gold is I think one of those kind of landmark crew that's one of those really solid combos with those two abilities um and for that reason, she holds her own even outside of the set um so I'll jump next onto La Manila, which is the Spanish five master from this set, uh thirteen points, six cargo spaces, ramming cannot eliminate this ship's masts, which is a really strange ability to have on a five master. It's more useful the smaller you get. Um, She has S move and then guns that are 4S, 4S, 4L, 4S, 4S. This is really not a good ship. Um, And the reason why I say that is because for the same price, 13 points, uh, you can get Roanoke, which has the same cargo space, better guns, um, a higher base move, and a more useful ability. Yeah, like Laminilla is just bad. Uh, okay, she, I guess she's a durable gold runner. But
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, the only things I like using her for are like a huge or huge cargo hybrid type thing, durable hybrid, like Captain mm-hmm. Helmsman, and then just get some gold. Or in a huge game, like a medical barge, so you put like Helmsman and then like like four or five shipwrights and like distribute. <laughs> them. After a battle, or try to do it during a battle behind the lines, but, uh, but yeah,
1: not much. That is uh, an interesting idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, medical barges are not super useful, but it's a fun, it's a fun concept to play with in really big games. Like, yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, not a good ship though. Uh, Basically
1: FEMA in ship form. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <I>, uh, <laughs> um, the next one is a foremaster El Galeon de Gibraltar is uh, 4 mass, 14 points, 4 cargo, a lot of 4s here. Uh, L move, cannons are average, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, plus 1 to boarding rolls, plus 2 against subs. Uh, pretty basic. I don't really enjoy ships like this. Really boring. Artwork's
1: pretty boring. Um, there's just not much to say. So. Yeah, this is... It's, it's just a, a very boring... As you said, it's a dull ship and <laughs> The only reason why it's in the set is because it has the, oh, we're in Mysterious islands yeah. skin on it of plus two uh, to boarding roles against submarines. And for some reason, it says there's a link here, but it doesn't say what.
0: Yeah, it probably got. I don't think there is. Got
1: it's, maybe it's linked to a useless crew. Who knows? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so we'll skip on to El Corazon Dorado, um, which sounds vaguely like a Corazon, but yeah. it's not and is not nearly as good. It's not terrible, but uh, it's a 13-point schooner, four masts, SL move, three cargo, 3L, 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 4L guns, and then it's got re-roll. Uh, it's, I guess it's serviceable as far as um, the cheaper option for a larger gunship goes, but
2: yeah.
1: nothing special.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree for the most part. She's done... Um, pretty well in my games. I've used her effectively, I can say. Um, I like maybe a flotilla. A lot of ships that tow flotillas are small, but this one's a, a decent option for a bigger one. You get like eight guns in the same area. Um, and then like an SAT or EA crew would be good with the built in reroll. So I've used her yeah. effectively. So I do, I do like this ship, um, quite a bunch. The speed, reroll, and the 3L guns are pretty solid you know, batch of uh, stats for 13 points. So, mm-hmm. um, one, of their, one of their fastest four-masted gunship weapons. Uh, the next one, not so great, La Colera. I like this ship when I got it, but I think it's because of the artwork, and I thought Brodset's attack was a bit better than it was. Uh, 12 points, three-masts, four-cargo, L-move. All the cannons are 3S, and then it's got broadside's attack. Linked to Luis Duan, but uh, he's better on a larger ship. So this one is
1: not really too special. Yeah. I mean, her name reminds me of cholera, the sickness that killed who knows how many people, but yeah, she's just kind of cookie cutter. I feel like we've already seen a ship like this or two in this set. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember what they were because they were generic and forgettable too.
0: Yeah. Like the smaller version of the 30 tyrants kind
1: of. Yeah, basically. Um, Onto El El Villalobos, um, which is a seven-point blockade runner, two masts, two cargo, SS move, 4S, 5S guns. On the turn, this ship is pinned. Eliminate one crew and one mast from the rammed ship. I like this type of ability. Um, and what this kind of reminds me of now is Divine Dragon, which we'll talk about later in the set, which basically has the same ability, but it's a little bit slower and it's a different ship type. Yeah. Um, but that one has better guns, uh, or at least better armament. This one's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to use it as a torpedo, but do the Spanish really have all that many crew that can, like, accentuate this? Not
0: really. I would just do a, probably just a helmsman, to be honest. And it's disposable, so I wouldn't want to spend a lot of points on it. Um, it's decent. I'd rather have the glorious treasure, um, the jade option at six points, or maybe... Um, USS Maryland is a point more with way better guns. Um, so among this niche, like, suicide ship, um, in that class, this one's not one of the better ones, but I think it's the only Spanish one quite like this, so, I mean, it's, it's a decent ship overall, but, um, if you're willing to go outside of Spain, you'll find better options
1: in this, uh, area. Yeah, I, I've just had to scroll through like the uh, the Spain exclusive abilities mm-hmm. and I've found nothing that really yeah. does nothing that really accentuates that. Yeah. Um, even going through the Mercenaries, I think there's nothing nah. of any use. Yeah, wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, um, so so okay. almost good, but just doesn't have the right crew choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, El Rey Lampico is next. The Spanish 3 Master, 12 points for cargo, El Move cannons are 3S, 2S, 3S, and it can shoot at some ships with an s uh, Similar to the Prussian Crown, though, there's not a lot of
1: reason to go out of the way to use her. So. Yeah. Um, if you look past her ability, she's an okay mid-sized hybrid, but yeah. nothing special even in the context of the set. Yeah. Um, La Sirviente is a three-masted hybrid with it, which costs fourteen points, uh, three cargo, SL move, two L, two S, two L guns, um, and it's got S board uh, linked to the mask. This is a really good looking ship, but right. it doesn't actually seem like all that good a ship because it, it, it it's got a lot of good stats, but it's all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's really pricey. It's kind of funky. Um, yeah. Um, it's a good, it's a solid gunship. The guns are almost as good as you can get, I mean, arguably. And then the speed is really good. S-Board is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of an unnecessary ability that makes it more expensive. So, I think it's a pretty good ship, and it is one of the better-looking ships in the whole game. Um, it is another instance of WizKids messing up Links because the mask has captained with S-Board, so, <laughs>
2: uh, just stack
0: the abilities. <laughs>
1: um, but, nice oh, they done, WizKids.
0: Well. Yep. So, it's still a solid gunship, but, I don't know, it's, Quite pricey for a three master,
1: so yeah. There. If if you're going to spend that much on a three masted ship, you'd kind of hope that it's not only fast and well armed but also has decent hold space, which yeah. this ship doesn't,
0: yeah, or a more fitting ability like World Hater or something, yeah. Um, the next one is another uh three masted schooner gunship, El Extremadura, is 13 points for cargo, El Move cannons are. 2S 2L 2S, and then it has plus one of boards and plus two against sea monsters. There's a link to Alejandro Maspina, but I wouldn't really use it. Um, this one is kind of like a slow gunship with more cargo for a slightly cheaper cost. Serviente is better just because of the speed, but this one's slight. I think I don't know. I've used her decently. I think she's slightly underrated among Spanish gunships,
1: but um, there are a lot better options, of course. Yeah, she's okay, but she's just so far from being anything special.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, La Saragoza is next, <laughs> which I, is, yeah, for the most part, not an amazing ship, but I would advocate for her because that's a powerful ability and she has good cargo space. Uh, yeah. So what La Saragoza is, is she's an 8.2 masted square rigged ship. Uh, kind of a mossy-looking exterior, too, which is kind of, cool. like, abnormally grimy for a Spanish ship. Uh, five cargo space, two 4L guns, S-move. One of the ship's treasures is worth one when, when she docks at your home island. Um, I mean, it's pretty, like, it's pretty typically Spanish. I would say, um, well, you definitely need a helmsman. And from there, you could go with Dominic Freda. And maybe some other kind of uh, some other kind of crew that accentuates uh, Spanish gold running abilities, but there's not much in the way you can. Yeah. There's not okay. a lot of options left, but it, it's yeah. not terrible. But it's also kind of lacking.
0: Yeah, you could use. I didn't think of this before, but you could use the LE version of Frida to get plus three because the abilities. Yeah. In that case, but um, yeah. this ship will always hold special place for me. I got her a long time ago. I do have a review of her now. Um, I find her strangely, like, pathetic or poor, but in, like, a lovable way. It's kind of strange. Uh, (laughs) I have kind of a a complicated relationship with this ship. Um, Because, admittedly, she's not very good. You can get the Monarcha for the same cost, but... um, But, yeah, I'd usually just do a helmsman and not much else, maybe nothing else. Um, I find the ship really ugly, actually. I don't like... I think it's, like, really nasty looking um, in a bad way it looks like somebody puked all over the, all the ship and sails and hull and stuff but um, my claim to fame with this one is um, I won well much th- 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, spoilers but I won vessel campaign one of the Spanish with this ship in my starting fleet um, which I just find really amusing because almost everybody else would use the Monarca, but I still won so I'm bragging but
2: you know, I just
0: find it amusing. And uh, and it kind of exemplifies how this ship is underrated and how good the ability is, of course, too. So so one of my favorites in a weird way, but also I realize she's ugly and not that great. Um, but it's it's a funny ship, so kind of like love-hate, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll do the next one, uh, which is kind of similar, but and I'll go to the bathroom. But, uh, um, of course. Yeah. San Theodora is... Um, Similarly ugly, in my opinion. Nine points, five cargo, S-move. The cannons are 4L, 5L. And then it's got tra- island trading. So after looking at treasure on wild land, trade any one treasure from the island for random treasure on any other wild island. And then this ship must load the traded treasure. So, yeah, the Sergo is, uh, is basically um, has a better ability for a point less. Other than that, they're almost identical. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not much reason to use this one, actually. But,
1: yeah. yeah. Um... um I mean, kind of the same setup. I think works. You can go through Spanish crew and see if there's anything relevant to use aboard it. I've actually got that pulled up just now. Um, going through it, uh, Bianca's haulers, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, that looks. Yeah, so Dominic Freida, helmsman, and Bianca's haulers, I think, are basically the only uh, by. By Bianco's Hollers, I mean the Spanish main version, not the Savage Shores version. That's kind of the only way I can really see to use it. And even then, I'd almost rather use La Zaragoza. Um, After that is La Ebro, which is a 7.1 Master. Uh, So two cargo space, two L-Gun, SL move. Ignores Tremaine when she's given a move action. This is a... (sighs) I mean, uh, this is a really strange one because the Spanish do have some pretty good crew options, and I guess this kind of makes sense as a, a tiny interceptor. Maybe might be useful in some niche situations, but
0: yeah. I yeah the Ebro right
1: yeah we're on the Ebro yeah, I'm I'm that's... trying to find a relevant um a relevant sort of a uh, gunship yeah. crew to use yeah uh, maybe. Maybe just, York in Vega, but... Nah, I'd rather... It, he'd get whatever. rammed.
2: Yeah,
0: um... Yeah. Gonzalo Mora? Nah, because I would just use this one um, with a captain. I don't really like to spend a lot of points on name crew on small uh, gunships, but...
1: Yeah, well, um, you know I like to take stuff to the limit
0: anyway. Yeah, Yeah. you like to or, max out crew setups, like, regardless, but...
1: Part or, the or, like, that, one of those crew killers.
0: Yeah, part of the reason for that difference is because, uh... In big games, those name crew will always go on bigger ships or better ships. Yeah. Um, so in a small game, I would never... I wouldn't really use this ship in a small game, usually, anyway. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, ignores terrain, and flotillas don't... You know, they don't have mass, so they're not affected by terrain. So it's a decent tug mm-hmm. um, with the speed, and then a captain with the 2L cannon, but overall, it's still not a great ship. So it's not... I mean, it has... It just falls victim to the the typical one master problem where pretty much everything is decent, if not very good, but it's just can't really do much. Cause it's just, it can't be a great gunship or a great gold runner. So that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Next one is Spanish crew, Luis Zuen. um, his first, uh, iteration, uh, basically Hermione gold. So captain and world hater for seven, uh, links to the, the cholera, but not very good. This yeah. is probably one of my favorite named crew. Um, portraits um and he's great on you know just any five master really gunship i like the corzado of course but he could see good usage on the neptuno with sniping um san cristobal stuff like that yeah,
1: yeah. he's just yeah. one of their best uh, offensive crew yeah. simple simple pairing obviously good um I'll let you actually move on to and start the mask considering he's basically a clone of another crew we've already talked about. Yeah. The mask is just captain with S board
0: for seven points. Um, yeah. Thanks to the Serviente, but that ship already has S boarding. So pretty yeah. silly. Uh, and Smash right. also have uh, at least one or two other crew with a stability, um, Victor Alba from OE and whatever else. So um, yeah. it's just not that great. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what ships would be best on, but they don't have Spanish. Don't have a lot of like boarding focused five masters like the French um, yeah. pirates do. So,
1: oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting into the French, like you were just saying. Uh, right. First of which is Henri D'Ampe. Uh He's a two point crew with a link to all French ships, uh, and that's where the redeeming traits end because he gets <laughs> he gets plus one to cannon rolls against mercenary ships. I think we're kind of done talking about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> has one um, super niche usage. Um, I don't know if you saw my review. Um, I'm trying to look for it now. but It's the Renard Key Vol, which is a French ship um, with like SSS speed and sub-hunting. Um, and then since he links, he can easily fit a board, so you can put a captain on that ship and use it as like a really niche sub hunter um and maybe use a fire pot specialist captain and then d up on uh, to hit the nautilus and ignore the defensive ability um super niche usage but i did find a use for him on that specific ship um, that the French have other than
1: that i would never use him though so oh yeah that's ass. interesting is is that one or two masts uh it's a one only one but oh so, in other words, you'll catch them, you'll set them on fire, and then yeah. you'll be uh, disabled. Yeah, probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's uh, a two-master and the fire spreads, and then they're doomed.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably but, not. you know, that's all down to RNG, and you can't always rely on that. Oh, yeah. All right, um,
0: uh, oh, yeah, I'll do uh, Alejandro Malaspina is a Spanish crew... Um, so it's S Explorer, which we talked about earlier, just like the Sunrise Fire. The link to the Extremadora is not very good. Three points for this ability is a little pricey, maybe. Um, I'm trying to think of the best Spanish ships to use them on. Maybe the Menarca. It's got to be something fast, but I don't really have success using this ability.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't. we sort of talked about this before yeah it's it's a decent ability on really fast ships but it's it's kind of something that i can see being at its most useful in a big game and then you almost need to to build a ship around the use of this ability anyway Mm -hmm. and even then it's still probably only of so much use yeah um after him is Pierre Aronnax, which is another five-point shooter-submerged ship's crew from France, linked to all French ships. Um, I would argue just as useless as the English version, although I'm not sure how many cancellors the French have. Do you uh, have know? Yeah, they only
0: have one. Okay.
1: But yeah. they have one, and that counts, and Pierre Aronnax is worse than that.
0: Yeah, yep. I agree. I think he's a little more useful, because they only have the one Canceler, and then uh, he does link to all the French ships, so he wouldn't take up space on like a good 5-master. So, yeah, he's not terrible, but um, it's just so niche that you'll almost never use him. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then now we're into French ships, so Abe is the first one, a 5-master, with uh, its 15 points, for cargo, I'll move. All the cannons are 4L, and then but they're boosted because they get it sh- gets plus one to cannon rolls against any ship. Um, it's really drab artwork, pretty boring and brown. A lot of the ships
2: that either
0: have very good artwork or very bad, in my opinion. Um, the ship is kind of dry as well. Um, basically, all 3L cannons, but it's kind of just yet another okay French five master. They have much better options, but it's another like numbers ship for them. So. To yeah, the battle without, you know,
1: getting too exciting. Yeah, like so far, every five master we've looked at from this set has been like, uh. Eh. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they weren't very good this set. Yeah. Although there is a decent one coming up, but yeah. we'll we'll get to that in a, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lobb is just too generic to be exciting. She doesn't really have any strengths worth uh, worth exploiting.
2: exploiting.
1: Yeah, uh, and. And the French don't have a lot of really interesting crew. Um, So, yeah, she's pretty forgettable. Um, La Martinette is, I think, more interesting, if a very flawed ship. Um, So 12 points, this is a four-masted ship, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. S move, crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. I maintain that that is a severely underrated ability, but... Um, La Martinette has a problem in that she's she's got usable guns, she's got good cargo space, but her base move is so bad that you need to focus on fixing that problem.
2: Yeah.
1: And when you do that, uh, well, I mean, compare La Martinette to Obego. Yeah. For, yeah, this is basically just a worse version of Obego,
2: mm-hmm. yep.
1: which is a shame. Because yeah. you can do so much with this ability, but yeah. you have to spend who knows how many points fixing the yeah. problem of the terrible move. Yeah, I'm thinking
0: 24, because you could do Captain Helmsman and then Ellie Griffin from Fiends yeah. to get SSS. But, uh, yeah, but... But you could also but, use uh, him on
1: Alba- Albago, Albega, So Yeah, and, and I think you'd be moving faster. You'd get yeah. uh, LSS. Yep. Yeah, La Martinette's problem is that there's just literally a superior ship out there. Yep.
0: Yeah, directly superior. Yeah, it's not very good. I have to use it a tiny bit. Um, I'm pretty sure this was the ship that ended Command the oceans. I think she shot off the last shot in that game um, huh. for the French one. So it's the weird most
1: little... significant thing she's ever done.
0: And yeah, gravity. exactly. Little little minor claim to fame, but anyway. Um, the next one, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Flambage? Okay, cool. Uh, so it's a four I'm guessing. Schooner, uh, 12 points, th- three cargo, L move, all four cannons are 3S, schooner, and the ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks, which is a good ability, but it's kind of wasted, because the ship's just not very good. I feel like all the guns could be 3L, and it would stay the same cost, and be a bit better. Um, it's a
1: really... And you'd still forget about her.
0: Exactly, yeah. The ability is the only thing that stands out, but it doesn't the ship enough to make her good so it's very forgettable
1: yeah i mean the french don't really have all that many um they don't really have all that many super interesting crew like i've said um i don't even think you'd use uh the fire and steel version of uh Capitaine Azure on this maybe right. one of the parley crew could be of use all right. All right. Uh, yeah just just not really all that interesting at all. Yeah. Um so let's see, we're getting onto Very the cool. next page. Oh, yeah. I get to kick off <laughs> yes. w- probably one of our favorite ships from the set. Yeah. Um which I have actually seen used in my playgroup. Um I think it's pronounced Le Décharge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but my dad went le yeah. discharge because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we're immature in my house. So Le Descharge is thirteen points for a three masses, square eight ship. She has five cargo space, SS move, 2S, 2L, 2S gun, and if she wins a boarding party, she can take as much gold as she wants. Um, I don't think the ability is super interesting, but she has a usable move, great cargo space, and great guns at a reasonable price. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I would say it's one of France's best hybrids overall. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the ability is pretty good it's always tough to maximize because every crew you add takes up an extra space. So
2: mm-hmm. and it's,
0: it's kind of a pricey ability, usually five points on crew. Um, so, um, so for that ability you want to have, because you could take one coin with a boring party. So to just take two would be lame. So I'd like to have at least three spaces open when using this ability. So captain Helms and Oarsman maybe, um, you know, without getting into the, the pretty good name for crew options you could do, but Overall yeah. it's pretty stacked. Um it's a pretty darn good ship. Um it's also really pretty too. It's one of the better looking ships from the set. Purple mm-hmm. and
1: uh nice. Yeah, one's very here. few purple ships. Yeah, yeah, the Hudson and that many.
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. it, well yep. speaking of named crew, real quick, Capitan Airzor from Fire and Steel, like I was just talking about, mm-hmm. is oh, like can further accentuate this ship's boarding strengths.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a solid point. Um, yeah. yeah one of my
1: Provided you pick on small ships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite friendships and kind of one of my favorite three masters. Um, all right. So we like that one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. the next one, not quite as much. Uh, Vers,
1: uh so I think it's their Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say it like English wise. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so, that's so that's five syllables.
0: Oh my God. Minus yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, it's a French two-masted blockade runner, eight points, three cargo, L-move. Both cannons are 3L, and ramming cannon cannot eliminate the ship's mass, which is a good ability for it to have. I see it as like a durable, if somewhat pricey, support gunship. Um, I'd rather have the Corps du Leon from uh, South China Seas or maybe yeah. others, but it's not too bad, I guess, but it's not great either. So I'd rather um,
1: have Corps de Leon. Uh, this is, I mean... This is an ability that is more useful on small ships. But eight points for 3L guns, you can do better. Probably yeah. even among the French um, outside of Côte Yeah. But um, so let's skip on to Le Roquin Noir, which is 11 points, two cargo, SL move. All 3S guns can shoot submerged ships. We've already talked about this ability, um, this ship's stats are nothing special. The ability is niche, and there are better choices for ships that fit that niche anyway. This is not yeah. a good ship. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The speed is the only, th- um, like, saving grace or whatever. Um, and it is quite quick, but um, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is kind of similar in a way, but much less niche. Um, El Espadon is a 3 Master for 12 points. SL move. All the cannons are 2S. So three of them, and then plus one to boarding rolls, and plus two against the submarine. So another submarine-focused ship, but this one is more um, much better as a general gunship. It has good speed, good cannons, and uh, enough cargo to make it pretty worthwhile.
1: So pretty good ship. Yeah, although you know, considering we just talked about la décharge, mm-hmm. this is really hard to justify because she's faster and she's cheaper but she is so much more poorly equipped when it comes to cargo that yeah this one always plays second or third fiddle yeah much less of a hybrid but a yeah strike gunship yeah but le Espadon is also purplish in the photo yeah. it looks like yeah which is yeah um le petit <laughs> dauphine is after that uh, this is a three-masted schooner for nine points. Four cargo, L move, four S, four L, four S guns. May move S after loading treasure. Um, I guess it's uh, I guess it's a gold runner. But the French <laughs> yeah. have so many better options than this. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, uh Like if you're gonna crew it up, you're only gonna put a helmsman. Nothing else. Exactly. Knows. Yeah, I was exactly gonna say that. That's the only thing I have If I've really with that. It.
0: Yeah, it's just like... It's kind of just like a slow gold runner for large games when you run out of other ships to launch, basically. So, yeah. Uh, the next one is Le Lache do Calvados is an 11.2 Master, 3 Cargo, SS move. Cannons are our 2S, 3S, and the ship cannot be shot by ships with an esper, Uh Probably my least favorite ability. Um, uh, it's an okay gunship, but... I don't know. If you really want the defense... Um, you can pay the premium but for a support
1: gun mass, it's quite a lot yeah it's it's neat but there's not a lot you can do with it I'm going to keep complaining about crew options um, she's not super well armed she's not really fast um, if you want to spend a lot of points on a uh, on a, a two masted ship, I would rather go with uh, oh, what's it called it's 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 from uh, Crimson Coast it's the uh, it's the English one HMS uh, or no that's it, not Crimson it's not it's not Algiers it's uh, uh, Lady Provost it, Provost it, it's not Provost it's it, Oh man, I can't remember. It's mm. it has a base move oh, of yes, Gibraltar. Yeah. I'd much rather go with Gibraltar because there's so much more you can do, yeah. and that's only a point more. Yeah, uh, that said, this one still does have a great ability and okay armament. Mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to find a use for her. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Um,
1: all right. So after that is Le Amarod, which is not good. Uh, this is a 7.2 master, two cargo SL move, four S4L guns, uh, gets plus one to ships previously shot at. That's not good. You can pay one more and get those cannon ranks as base mm-hmm. on uh, yeah. on Woes of Sinjateri. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I did just think of a random usage. I a uh, few times I've used this in the past as an empty gold runner in a big game, but I guess you could a flotilla with a captain, and then have the flotilla shoot first, and then um, have the ship shoot after. Or no, um, actually that would be tough because you have to complete the ship's action. So uh, yeah, it's just not very good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah kind of weird artwork. It's got like weeds growing off the sails or something. But, um, the next one is a cheerleading ship. It's a one-masted French sloop, 14 points, two cargo elmou, a 5 L cannon. And friendly ships with an S of so the ship get plus one of their cannon rolls. So, uh, should be, you know, eight or nine points or, I mean, most people wouldn't use it at that, but it would become more viable in large games. I did use it in command the oceans. It did pretty well because, uh, the battle area was so packed full of gunships that she was able to stay behind friendly lines for most of the action. But yeah, I agree. Anything under a hundred points, it's kind of crazy to even attempt using it.
1: Is it just me, or um, or did the French get the worst cheerleaders because they have this and Le Solitaire, yeah, both bad. of which are bad, even yeah, in context exactly. of the that's cheerleaders? A, that's a and, very good point. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, uh, one of my one of the members of my play group, when they were still new, went out of their way to use the scepter in a forty oh. point game. Oh wow. Yeah, which
0: <laughs> the one thing about that it has three cargo, so you could I guess you could do a.
1: They they didn't use know. it for gold running. They followed yeah. around a small ship the whole game. <laughs> yeah, new players are interesting.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I'm not so great either, but I just think it's yeah. funny because it's like egregiously bad.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. I I have noticed that they there's a lot of abilities that you think are good but then you use them and it's like oh my god
1: oh
2: yeah so,
0: and broadside's attack is one of the biggest examples of
2: that so
1: mm-hmm. all right um up next is ned lands and this is <laughs> believe it or not, yeah this is a really bad crew yep. but this is also one of france's uh faction exclusive abilities thank god for that but um so for 6 points you get plus 1 to boarding rolls or plus 2 against sea monsters or submarines. Yeah. This is the only instance of that ability in the game. Um which is a good thing because that's way too expensive and I don't know when you're ever going to use this.
2: Yeah, it's awful.
0: Yeah. It's I always, I, don't know, I think the name is funny. We had a forum member with this exact name basically, but it's been <laughs> inactive. Um the account's gone,
1: but Maybe yeah, they were is. from the, the Netherlands.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think kind of like, uh, I don't know if it was Captain R maybe, and Captain Nemo I was like a fan of the mercenaries, or, or maybe not, or an anti-merc person, I don't know. But yeah. um, I think he could be three points, and I would struggle to justify using him. So,
1: yeah. um, the plus I think he, bonus, uh, he should have been like two points and just been a really strange option for the French.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then they got a Fire Pot Specialist, but the Americans are next. They have a Five Master, which is USS Stevens. It's a 20-point ship with four cargo L-move. The cannons are 3S, 3L, 2L, 3L, 3S, and then it has Captain and Reverse Captain built in. So Mm -hmm. it's one of the only ships in the game, or just about the only gunship that can do that. So, I mean, theoretically, you could... Uh, just put a helmsman on, and then you've got a gunship. I, personally, I understand the novelty, and I think it's really cool. And it's got a cool, like, rainbow paint design. But I do still find this one kind of overrated. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: HMS, or not HMS. Um, the Enterprise is two points less, and it's way better. Um, yeah. the Americans yeah. have a long line of amazing Prime Masters. This one is kind of...
1: Blackwatch. Um, yeah, Yeah. They've got so many good five masters. Yeah.
0: Both constitutions. Um, but, and this one just feels like a middling option. Um, I think it's a bit overrated. I still like the ship, but I think there's, I don't know. It's it's, it's quite pricey
1: to justify. It's easily the best five master in the set. Yeah. But that's because the rest are so bad. Um, outside the context of the set, it's maybe okay. Um, i'd say you could even make it almost a fleet support type thing do or a, sort of a fleet support hybrid by doing a helmsman and putting the cargo master on board this
0: yeah that makes sense yeah
1: because it's a pretty good place to keep it safe or you can just put a bunch of uh important like fleet crew on it um uh you know fleet admiral uh yeah. Zero LR plus five, yeah. uh, Cargo Master, all the really important stuff can go on here because yeah. it's so big and so expensive.
0: Yeah, that's true. And then if you had cargo space <laughs> left over, you could dump like a smoke pot on it too. Because yeah. then even if, some, if if a Ten Master yes. comes after you, you can yes. run a
1: Captain away. So absolutely, yeah. I for oh man, I've got to actually write that down: USS Stevens and smoke pot.
0: Yeah. I might try that in CG3, which I'm giving away to anybody listening, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know yet for sure what I'm going to put on this
1: ship. We'll see. Or maybe yeah. just smoke shied. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, after USS Stevens comes USS Lehman, which is one of my favorite submarines. And it's not just because I like the Americans and I like submarines. I've actually used this ship before. Um, I'll read the stats off before I tell you why it's so good. Uh, 12 points, 2 cargo, SS move. 3S3S guns. Um, if the ship can ramp another ship, then move away and initiate a boarding party against that ship. Um, on its own, that doesn't really sound very good, I know, but oh, it, it's linked to Captain Montana Maze, uh, but I don't use that version of Montana Maze on the ship. Mm-hmm. What I do is I will put on a helmsman, the Ocean's Edge version of Montana Maze, which is SAT plus Crew Protect and then I'll put on Wayne Nolan. And then you've got a ram sub with a 55% chance of sat, a 3S move, and the ability to ram twice and board twice in a single turn without risking the loss of your own crew. This was a huge game changer in one of the early uh, games I played with four people, and it was tearing around the board, disabling ships. This is... I love the USS Lehman and, yeah. uh, it almost got submarines banned from my play group. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I adore this ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You've had a lot of success with it. Um, kind of like we went the Saragoza in a weird way. Um, yeah, but I think, I think you make a good point. I think as is without considering crew options, it's really not a great sub. I
2: don't mm-hmm. love
0: it. Um, I think you might overrate it slightly, but, um,
2: I probably but, um, do.
0: Yeah. But I think, I think it's good. You mentioned the crew combo because without something like that, it doesn't have a great role and, uh, it wouldn't be that great. But, um, but if you optimize the crew setups, that can be a real terror, um, intended. Um, yeah. so I think it is,
1: it is
2: quite
0: yeah. good provided you set it up right pretty much.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I can fathom why you why you say that
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, whether or
1: not it lets you get that pun,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely' <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. gonna turn into a long series or something uh,
1: let's okay. not get into that,
0: yeah, uh, okay, so the next one is u s s egan. this is one I like a lot uh fifteen point four master l move cannons are two s two l two l two s and the ship can shoot at submerged ships when per, so a much better version of. Um, some similar ships we've seen in the set with that ability, this might be the best pure sub-hunter, even better than the Prussian Crown, because of those cannons. Um, mm. I think it, it looks pretty unique, it's got a fun, funky design on the hull that makes the upper gun deck look kind of strange, but anyway. Um, mm. but this is, um, I mean, as American Foremasters go, they have a ton of good ones, the Franklin is obviously much better, but I think the Egan is kind of underrated. Um, She's best in large games, and the Americans did just launch her in CG3, because the Cursed are using, I don't know, at least three submarines right now, some with Canceling. So this one's on a squadron headed that direction. Um, So I think it's kind of underrated. Niche use, of course, but a pretty solid gunship,
1: honestly. I I think she's good, but considering how much good competition there is for four masters in this set and in the game as a whole... Um, just look at, you know, uh, HMS Oxford, uh, HMS Gallows, mm-hmm. yep. um, Franklin, HMS Dover. Yeah. Hudson. Um, yeah, there, there, are so, so many good formasters, And the reason why I think, uh, you conclude that she's underrated is because she definitely is good, but she's forgotten because for her price, you're not getting as much as you get um, with so many of these other ships that we've just mentioned.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. She almost made honorable mentions for the Mysterious Island set ranking. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Grampus is next, which reminds me of the uh, Austrian Christmas demon thing, Krampus. <laughs> but Grampus is uh, is another not very good ship. Our uh, work is great, I think, but 15 points for a four-masted schooner, uh, three cargo, SL speed, 3S, 3S, 3L, 3L. Uh, plus one to boarding rules or plus two against sea monsters. It's all over the place. I don't see the point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's really pricey, but the speed makes it a reasonable gunship option. Um, my friend in college had this one. It was one of those favorite ships because he like the Americans. He didn't have like a lot of stuff. I did give them some packs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Or in, in some duplicates, I should say. Um, it's not horrible. It's okay for a flotilla, but, you know, I'm better off using the Hudson or President. Um, she was recently mm-hmm. sunk in, uh, CG3 by the Cursed. Um, but, yeah, not great. This, if, if not for the speed, she would be pretty awful, I guess, but. Yeah. You know, so the saving grace is, speed is huge in this game, so it's not a horrible ship, I guess. Um, yeah. I'll do the next one, then I have to go to the bathroom already. Um, yes. Yeah. Paladin is a, Three master for the American, 12 points, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 2S, 3S, 2S. It gives plus one to boarding rolls and, of course, plus two against subs. Link to Shinji Smith, who's the sub hunting American crew. So, a pretty dedicated sub hunter, but regardless of abilities and links, um, it's an okay gunship slash slow hybrid option. Kind of similar to the Relampago or other ones in this set, but um, I kind of like this ship. I think she's slightly underrated and I like the artwork too but it's kind of a middling option
1: yeah I really like the artwork myself um, the armor is good the cargo space is good but she's not super cheap she's not all that fast and her abilities aren't good they don't really play into her strengths um, I think if she was like 10 or 11 I'd, I'd really say 10 points if she were 10 points she'd be a lot more significant but as is, she's just kind of just forgettable. Um, so I'll move on to USS Quigley, which is another strange, uh, another strange support gunship, many of which the Americans don't have because the Americans don't have a lot of cheap ships. Uh, this one is eight points. It's a two-masted blockade runner. Its guns are both 2L. It moves L and has three cargo space. And its ability is once per turn when this ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship that's a really good ability to pair with uh with those guns although i must point out that this is basically an inferior version of executioner from uh revolution yes yes i know my trope but literally compare them um executioner has this ability um Executioner has more cargo space and a faster base move. This is just a slightly inferior version. Um, I like the Americans, but I can't quite excuse uh, excuse that. Even if you've got like a Cargo Master in play, you're still down on base move. Uh, so, I mean... Yeah. It, and this isn't really a ship you'd waste any of the Americans' really special exclusive crew like Ralph David on.
0: Yeah, not really. Um, I think she's pretty good. A lot of Ameri- I think a lot of people like this ship. It's a good one. I mean, the Executioner mm-hmm. is pirate and it's one of the best support options in the game, so. Uh, yeah. And the Americans, I don't know, well, actually they have some good ones in South China Seas, but they're kind of known for their large gunships, five and four masters. Yep. So for them to get a quite a good two-masted support option is pretty cool too. So definitely a ship that I like um, using and have used before. Um, next one is USS Bartlett. Uh, not so interesting is yeah, bad. 4, yeah, three master, 10 coins, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 4S, 3L, 4S. Rayman can eliminate the ship's mass. So it's kind of like that Panama Sun, but just worse. So it's not very good.
1: It's not even yeah. everywhere. It's nowhere. Yeah. It has good cargo space, and that's it. Everywhere else, it's just kind of. Yeah. it's, it's just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's very um, Yeah. USS Bellevue is next. This is a three-masted schooner for 12 points. Four cargo, L-Move, 3S, 3L, 3S. And it's got re-roll and a link to Kodiak. <laughs> this is... Yeah, this is... This is just really average.
0: Yeah, no, I'm having a Kodiak, not the ship. It's just bad.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are so many better options for 12 points, even among the Americans. This is, yeah. this is so generic. I mean, there might be a use for it, because I found a use for Pamplona, which is in some ways even worse, but the Spanish at least had some, like, weird options for crew that allowed Pamplona to have its own, like, perfect special niche.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was laughing, Uh, Kodiak reminds me of, like, Kodak or something, like the camera.
1: Enjoy Um, the Kodiak moment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Kodiak does a funny artwork, I guess. Really, actually, pretty strange. Um, yeah. But the Bellevue um, reroll is a valuable ability, especially for admiral crew. Um, yeah, and they Pre- do have
1: a fleet Preble. admiral.
0: Yeah, I'd rather them on the Kentucky or the President, which are two four masters that I like more. Um, Agreed. And this kind of ties into last episode. We talked about Derek's custom Americans. Um, captain Stephen Rogers is a captain admiral for nine points. And I've just, and then that talking about that in the last episode inspired me to launch him in CG3 where he's on the Bellevue with a helmsman. So going to be kind of like a, like a hybrid escort for gold runners while um, providing AA's a, admiral actions. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, yeah, the Bellevue is not too interesting, but um, okay, but not great. Um, yeah. Next, next ship is uh Septem Maria. This one is a two master for 10 points. L move cannons are three L and it gets plus one to cannon rolls against any ship, so basically two two l guns, but other than the expensive firepower, there's nothing to say,
1: yeah, like yeah. literally uh what is it Quigley's better, yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah it's it's kind of silly, I mean I guess their justification is maybe that Quigley is uncommon and Septimuria is common, yeah, I don't okay. think that's a good no. rationale for that no. it's it's just absurd, um. <laughs> Tombstone is next. Uh, the American ships have a lot of really interesting artwork. They must have put somebody on these
2: yeah.
1: uh, who's having fun. This set, um, but Tombstone seven points, three cargo L move, four uh, S four L for guns once per turn. The ship may look at one face down cargo on any ship. This is this is kind of nowhere. It, you could use it as an empty gold runner if you put a, uh, a, cargo master in blay, mm-hmm. but, uh, this is no good.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm using it. Um, it's a perfect ship for George Washington Lebeau from RTSS, which is basically an American version of Lord Micron. So in CG three, I have this ship with an oarsman to protect, um, GWL as I call him. And, uh, so this ship just stays at home while giving actions to other ships which is quite valuable, especially in a large game, um, and it's only a 14 point combo total, or 13 if you forego the oarsman and then the ability of spying doesn't take up an action and you can do that at the same time so, a niche use in larger games but I did find a way to get her in play somewhere
1: <laughs> larger uh, games when you proxy and Return to Savage Shores anyway yeah exactly yep. yeah yeah even fun. then don't the americans have wait, isn't rattlesnake six points
2: no, that's rattlesnake,
1: rattlesnake is also kind of a good ship in yeah, context of the americans
0: yeah i'm using that one as a gold runner so yeah, yeah you free, have
1: to free so free i guess it makes sense to use Tombstone as, yeah as a place to put huh. um let's see uh, I, th- I think it's your turn to start oh, yeah. Maze.
0: Yeah, this version of Montana Maze, um, I guess the first one of this guy, I thought that was a girl for the longest time. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, this is the first version of Maze. Um, there's three versions. They're all pretty good. Uh, this one gets plus one to boarding rolls, and then on a five or six, an extra action. So just like, or no, not, well, whatever. Anyway, similar to Captain Mission, but not quite. Um, linked to the Layman, which is a, decent submarine with the right crew. And, uh, I don't know the different versions of maze. It just depends on what setup you're going for. Like the Concordia, um, has uh, a lot of different good options and it links, um, to a different version of maze, but essentially they all link. So, um, so the layman in the Concordia best ships to use them on, but any five master could benefit from this kind of crew really.
1: Yeah, although this combination of a uh, bonus to boarding rolls and extra action is kind of weird, uh-huh. and I'm not sure how useful it really is. Yeah. Um. Maybe Roanoke. I don't know. Eh, uh, me? Nah, yeah. I think it's better on a three or four master. Yeah, makes sense. Because that's where boarding roll bonuses are kind of at their absolute best. Uh-huh. Um. And an extra action, well, I guess you'd want it for something... I don't know. You'd have to find some sort of American ship that's focused on boarding. Um, I think these are good abilities, but they're hard to combine. Yeah. Um, So, next up is Shinji Smith. (laughs) Okay, this is another submerged ship, blah, 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 linked to USS Paladin, which is a sub-hunter. I may just jump onto Kodiak, because he's... (laughs) more interesting I guess you can say yeah so his card art is basically a really stoned Eskimo um for five points you get a crew that's linked to USS Bellevue which is not that great a ship uh Kodiak gives plus one to boarding rolls or plus two against sea monsters yeah that's why I was laughing
0: earlier and plus yeah. he's, he's an Eskimo but he's all like tied up he looks like he's a captive or
1: something I don't know <laughs> it's very strange he's tied to the maps like the missionary in uh yeah
0: yeah, pirates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess he's slightly better than Ned Lands <laughs> for one point, less, but I don't know. But you don't
1: get that bonus against submarines.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I'll take it. Um, yeah, the name crew in the set are kind of all over. They're really bad or really good. So, this is a useless one. Um, okay, hey, that ends the faction, the regular faction stuff. So, we're into the unique treasures now. Um, mm-hmm. That plans is. Uh, UT, it says, when the ship rolls for effect in Mysterious Island, subtract 1 from the die rolls result. Um, we'll see a more interesting one next. This one's a negative UT, but it's really not that negative. It's pretty much kind of laughable. It wouldn't really yeah. help the game much.
1: It's not that bad. I mean, you'd kind of need to have it attached to a ship early in a big game with yeah. Mysterious islands for it to have a significant effect. Yeah. Um, next up is Nemo's Charts. When the ship rolls for effective Mysterious Island, add two to the die roll result. This one's interesting. Yeah. Um, this one's more cheeseable. You wouldn't want like yeah. your opponent to find it, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this one is pretty crazy. Um, we talked about how uh, game-breaking some of the Mysterious Islands are. So if you get this and start doing that, um, you can get... It could, the game can get really crazy in a hurry. Um, you could use this to farm events or UTS from outside the game. Um, it's a nice kind of like guarantee too, because if you roll a one, it turns into a three, so then you can't get the negative effect, which is
1: cool. Yep. Um, or if you roll, yeah, if you roll a one or a two, you're safe. If you roll yeah. three or higher, you get the good effect. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, so you got a pretty good chance of being able to yeah. farm effectively. So
1: yeah, yeah it tilts your odds really
2: favorably.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's quite effective um, when using MIs. Uh, the next one, Enemy of the State, is a classic negative UT. It just says mm-hmm. this ship gains the mercenary keyword. So it's pretty pretty rough to find when you get a gold runner, you know, like La Hoya del Sol, and then you can't empty your...
1: Cargo Especially it. if it's your only gold runner.
0: Yes, exactly. So usually you'll try to transfer this to a gunship or something, but that can take a lot of time, and you might be sunk. Um, in the process, so it's a it's a good negative UT for gunship based fleet.
1: Yeah. Um, well, one thing I'm not totally clear on, but I'm f- I'm fairly sure I know the answer to. This does not change the uh, the faction the ship is a part of, does it?
0: Uh, no. Yeah no. I
1: just came the
2: keyword.
1: So. Oh damn! Because if if it did, you could uh, utilize those plus one to mercenary. Uh, ship things, sort oh. of like how I came up with that fleet that yeah. was plus one against the cursed. Yeah, I remember that. But, yeah, it doesn't quite work in this case.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Luddite's Revenge is next. The rank of each of this ship's cannons is increased by one. Remove Luddite's Revenge from the game when the ship succeeds at a shoot action. Uh, I think this one's really pretty useless because odds are it's going to be found by a gold runner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this one's not too good. I don't think... I don't know if I've used it. And if I have, it was kind of just forgotten about. Um, yeah. Next one is much more interesting and pretty, pretty cool, actually. Metal Hull says, This ship's base move becomes S, and enemy ships must roll a 6 to hit her. If the ship is hit, remove Metal Hull from the game. So this one is... So if a gold runner finds it, it'll get really slow, but also extremely durable. So it's pretty interesting. Um... Well, maybe the best thing though is, and this gets almost like OP in a way, is to transfer it to something like the Acorizado or yeah. the Dreadnought, yeah. which That's already has. I was just yeah, they already have S speed, and then they have their amazing five mass gunships. Um, so to make them even more defensive powerhouses could be pretty crazy. So this one's a
1: really interesting one, actually. I like it a lot. Or wait, what if you combined it with Nemo's plans so it wasn't removed? Yeah, yeah, and then they, yeah. That was so this on El Corzado with Joaquin Vega. Yep,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't think you can get any more uh, durable than that. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, because you'd need to roll three consecutive sixes to take down even the first mast. Yep, uh-huh. Ooh, yeah, I don't want to think about that anymore. Don't anybody play that, please, that's unfair. <laughs> um so next up is mines load this treasure face down reveal it when target enemy ship moves within s of the ship choose and eliminate one master from the target at the end of her move remove mines from the game this is a good one this is a good like defensive ut for gold runners yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it'll be of little use to your opponent if they find it and you're not going after them
0: yeah true yeah so
1: it's it's a yeah, you know, it's a really good option if you're doing a gold strategy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've had this one for a while. I haven't really used it enough, I guess. But you could also, if you wanted to, you could put it, transfer it, or put it on a gunship, and then uh, kind of let your opponent come to you, and yep. maybe you could get really brutal. Um, have a canceler with mines, and then Ooh. they lose a mast and can't even shoot or something
1: nasty. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, kinda oh, like wait, did mind. you say
0: masty? Oh, nasty, no. <laughs> <laughs> Either yeah, works. Yeah, I want more puns. Um, but, but yeah, that'd be an interesting strategy, kind of like a deception yeah. strategy. Like you could, you could. Well, maybe they would predict it. but You could use it with like a fast gunship, and then just kind of sit there, and then, and then you flip both like on the same turn.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: for the next one. Uh, this is one you like. Uh, power cannons. It's yeah. The range of each of the ship's cannons becomes two L. Remove power cannons from the game when the ship succeeds at a shoot action. This one is pretty powerful, even though it's only uh, one-time usage. I used it on HMS Swallow in vessel came in game one, and uh, and that's a fast ship, so it had like incredible striking distance. I think it had extra actions, so I had like SLS SLS speed with like super long-range guns or something. It Was pretty wacky, but um, yeah. Um, but overall, it's good. Without Nemo's plans, it usually doesn't affect the game too much, but it's still a cool UT.
1: Yeah. I have something brewing with this that has to do with uh one of those ships that has the uh you sniping. know, you may double the, yeah. the sniping ability. Yeah. Um <laughs> this is um yeah, I think it's a really interesting UT to combine with Nemo's plans. There's a lot you can do with Nemo's plans, but we'll get yeah. to that later. Um I like this one, but at the same time extra gun range doesn't do nearly as much as extra speed does yeah yep yep all right next is periscope load this treasure face down reveal it when the ship is given a move or shoot action any one target enemy ship cannot use any crew or ship abilities this turn uh remove periscope from the game so it's basically a one use canceller in ut form which yeah. is pretty interesting yeah, I thought it was really good. I will
0: say I asked in the rules thread and it says since it says this turn, um, it doesn't like loop back around. So it's not as good as a canceller. You can only use it like on your specific like fleet turn. So yeah. you can use it to cancel like the Accord's auto's ability, but you
1: can't cancel- use it. canceller.
0: Yeah. And you can it does,
1: I don't see anything about range.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's one of the advantages, yeah um but you can't use it to like cancel an enemy captain when it's their turn that's the problem so yeah, yeah. it's it's good but um uh, i don't know it's I, don't know, I thought it was better but it's not cuz i thought
2: yeah yeah uh
0: the next one is screw engine um hold this treasure face down when this ship is given a move action you may reveal screw engine this ship can move twice Remove screw engine from the game um this one's really great um it's very good for gold runners if it didn't take up a cargo space, it would be, um, almost too good, probably. But, uh, it's still quite good for making a getaway or getting back to your home island real quick. Um, it is kind of, well, I don't know about for other people, but it's, for me, it's kind of infamous on MT because miniature trading swarm doesn't let you use the word screw in your posts. So <laughs> it always beeps it out. So then you have to go and edit your post and I put a K instead of a C to fix it, but. I see. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's really strange. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one that I think, oh, Nemo's plans, just abuse yeah. it. Um, I don't know what ship is perfect to do it on. Um, I'd also want to clarify whether or not moving twice counts as one move action or two. Uh,
0: I think it's two. I'm going to
1: check the uh, mode two real quick. Boo. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, that's no fun because it would have been really cool if, if you were allowed to, uh, to give something a double-length move action and then use, like, Micron to double it again. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> move the entire length of Manhattan Island in a single turn.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um, so, after Screw Engine is targeting scope, load this treasure face down. When the ship is given a shoot action, you may reveal targeting scope. One of the ship's cannons automatically hits an enemy ship within range. Remove targeting scope from the game. It's kind of like the opposite of Monkey's Paw, isn't it?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah exactly, pretty much. Yep. Um, I'm looking up Scrunge in the code, and it does say, um, I guess I thought otherwise, when this ability is revealed, the ship may move its entire base move twice within a single move action.
2: So Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and then there's some, like, caveats... I don't know. Like, modifiers can be used, and then, but then abilities that apply at the beginning or end of a move action only apply once, before or after the entire double movement is applicable, which makes sense. Hmm. So so it is pretty abusable in that regard, then. Oh, cool.
1: I'll have to find a use for that.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, the end of the UTs. Yeah, targeting scope is kind of not too exciting, but that's all right. doesn't usually mm-hmm. affect the game hardly at all. Uh, yeah. Before we move on, I'll draw a little attention to how bizarre the shipwright for the mercenaries looks. Number one thirty, um, <laughs> yeah. probably yeah. easily the most um, strangest uh, crew picture ever seen. <laughs> um, it looks like some kind of brute with like cross eyes, and it's like sticking out like a purple tongue,
2: giant got,
1: tongue too.
0: Yeah, and it's got like a top wait, hat. Wait, his with tongue like, is like
1: the size of his hand.
0: Yeah. And it's got he's got a top hat on with like a feather in the back or something. And he's yeah. Got, he's got like some kind of scarf but no shirt, and then uh, almost looks like an orc almost. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he kind of does.
0: Yeah, it's just That's yeah. So if if uh, if you're looking at the set um, or if you can look at it later, number one thirty, the shipwright is uh, not only the weirdest generic crew portrait but one of the most noticeable crew in the entire game. So it's one of the cool. One of the funny things about how they change generic crew, I don't really mind using the same artwork for every faction, but this is one of the hidden gems of changing that up. Yeah. Um, So, and then we get into the super rares. Um, Kadera is a mercenary sea monster, weirdly enough. It's a Mm five-segment squid with no cargo, 14 points, SS move. All the cannons are 3S except for a 2L, which is the head. It's got Sea Monster, and this Sea Monster can attack submerged submarines, which is pretty confusing, but a uh, decent ability. As squids go, it's kind of middling. It's not too bad or too good, but
1: I don't know. I think I know. I'll let you talk more about it, though. Um, I think as far as they go, it's nothing really special, to be honest. Yeah, it's It's just kind of an average one, given... A skin of hey, it's part of this set, so let's give it a relevant ability. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not very good. It's not well armed. It's not fast. It's not cheap, and its ability is only useful in niche situations. Yeah, and I'd almost rather just take Behemoth and copy a canceller anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, or get the next
1: yeah. one. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of the next one, Shahulud is. I think we can agree much better because mm-hmm. it's cheaper, has the same ability, is faster, and yet it all—it's two L, 2S, S, two S, two S. Yeah, better cannon. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And as as uh, Sea Serpent go, this is one of the one of the better engine. ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Almost
1: wrong. as good as Ophidius.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and almost, and not too far off from Mistwalker. I mean, a different kind of usage Mm -hmm. case but somewhat similar overall yeah Uh, the next Um, one is a oh what were you
1: saying oh no no i was just trying to segue on to queen teresa pavone
0: yeah yep she's a mercenary crew super rare six points um she's got expatriate captain and cannoneer so she's the same as air and uh uh, that's kind of too bad because it's a clone um it would have had more interesting to see like captain musketeer or anything else. Really captain Shipwright. You should have
1: done something more interesting than just clone something yeah. else from the set.
0: Yeah. She has cool artwork, I guess. Um, yeah. but maybe like captain Shipwright, Cause then it'd be
1: perfect for a sub
0: or a yeah. ship really.
1: Or, I mean, I'm almost wondering if we can do like a community project someday to, uh, to uh, reprint and sort of modify or correct, if you will, some of the clone crew to make them much more interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if anybody out there wants to help too. with us.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so next up is Nemo's plans. This treasure can't be removed from this ship unless she sinks. Any other treasure, uh, unique treasure aboard the ship that would be removed from the game after it is used remains aboard. It can be reused or continues to function. That's. I mean, I'll let you explain some of the uses you've found for this.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy. We alluded to it earlier with screw engine and some of the other ones. um, can be really crazy. Um, even basic ones like dry powder that give free shoot actions can be pretty powerful. Um, especially, like, Reverse Captain, stuff like that. Um, one of the classic uses would be Runes of Thor, which changes your die result to a six. Yeah. So, you can just wreak havoc with that. Or
1: Or Runes of Loki.
0: Exactly. Change all your (laughs) opponent's rolls to one, and just keep going and going. Um, and Nemo's Plans is great to use, um, Farming Mysterious Islands, because you could use Runes of Thor to always get the positive effect, and stuff like that, so... Uh, Power cannons, like we just talked about, would be another good one. Uh, Yeah, the the options are pretty much endless, so it's very easy to abuse Mm -hmm. with the right stuff, but you still got to find at least two UTs.
1: You have to find and combine them. That's
0: the hard thing. And then it gets... This set kind of... It makes it easier, because you could bring in Nemo's plans with one of the uh, game-breaking Mysterious So Yeah. (gasps) And
2: then... I'll talk so. about,
0: and Nemo's plans kind of reminds me of um, Bad Maps and a couple other ones we've talked about, um, like the Gold Capture Crew. There are certain game pieces in the set review that could get their own 10-minute segment in a, in a later episode, so we'll probably yeah. talk about that later, too. Kind of like Bad yeah. Maps and the possibilities, you know, ensuing from that. Um, yeah, but that's I'll a good idea. Here. Yeah, I'll move on to the special editions. These were boxed ships, uh, which are pretty rare. I think it's the most rare boxed SE uh, special edition boxes were rare for this set um, Yeah,
1: and they're tough to get nowadays. Um, I was longer. lucky that I got like a full set of them in an eBay lot at some point. They were all yeah. constructed and one of them was oh. in pretty rough shape, oh, really? but I have them all. Nevertheless.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I only have the second one, but we'll talk about it soon. Um, the first one is the Tasmanian devil, which is a four master, 14 points, two cargo, um sl speed all the cannons are 4l mercenary keyword and plus one to cannon rolls against any ships a world heater i know this one has bad cargo and the cannons even with the boost are 3l i think it's one of the more underrated um ships um that never really gets talked about so i'll talk about it some here the spanish hired um, this ship in CG-1 using the privateer rules, and I found it to be quite effective, because all you really need is a Captain Helmsman for the two cargo, and then you've got SLS speed um, with all 3L guns, which is pretty good for a gunship. Um, you can't really add much other crew, and it's pretty pricey, but I still think it's one of, one of the more underrated, fast gunships, and not many Foremasters have SLS speed, especially the square rigged ships, so I think the yeah. Devil is pretty cool, and I've used her effectively
1: so far. Yeah, I was doing some research as part of my Hades Realm review. Um, if you exclude sea monsters or sea creatures in general, really, there are no uh, form masters that move faster than LS. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, so this being among the fastest of them, despite being kind of expensive and not being able to repair and all that, despite all that's weak about her, she is at least tied for being one of the fastest of her kind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the art is pretty interesting because it looks like rusty water has leaked down her sails or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next up is Revolution, which is not a revolutionary ship at all. <laughs> Revolution is a really boring ship. She looks good, but 13 points, 3 cargo, L move, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, and then Mercenary and re-roll. No, this is actually kind of bad.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's bad for what the mercs got in the set. Um, they need all the help they can get with gunships, like bigger ones. But, um, but yeah, it's not anything special either. The reroll is probably the biggest character trait, but... Um, unless you're using Count Gustav, there's not much to re roll. Um, I, yeah, I like this ship. I got it as a gift from, uh, member Trox for, uh, mm-hmm. for my Economy Edition battle report. So, this is the only SE ship from these four that I own. But it's, it's okay. Um, specifically for the Mercs, it's, it's solid. But obviously, going outside that faction, it totally doesn't work so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is kind of funky. The Empty Sky is a 4 Master with 12 points. It's a pirate ship. 5 cargo, S-move. Cannons are 3S, 2S, 2S, 3S. And then crew of any nationally may use their abilities on this ship, which is nice, but the pirates already have um, the best named crew options in the game. Um, I don't really... I haven't really looked at this ship all that much. I'm not totally sure what I would do with her. probably just kind of a slow hybrid, um, like Captain Helmsman. But... Um... Uh, speed it just really really holds it back so I will Mm. say the Arbor is exceptional
1: yeah uh, she's got these deep blue sails and a golden hull which is pretty good looking Um, I think that this is actually a pretty decent ship Um, I mean I think that's an underrated ability she's reasonably priced got a lot of uh, hold space decent guns I agree though that because movement speed is so important and she has terrible movement speed that she is held back pretty seriously by that um I'm almost wondering if you could just go ham on making her a really good slow slow ship yeah well I mean there's still only so much she can do because she's only 12 points yeah yeah it's not bad but it's not too good either yeah it's it's like perfect for new players though fun yeah. enough because yeah, now point. no new players yeah. can get it uh huh yeah Anyway, um, after that is Independence, which is in some ways better than USS Egan as well, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so for 14 points, you get an American Foremaster, which uh, has three cargo. L-move, 2L, 2S, 2S, 2L, plus one boarding rules, or plus two against submarines. The ability is bad, but it basically has the firepower of the USS Egan for cheaper. Yeah, one point
0: cheaper. Yeah. Yep. It's it's a little bit more general purpose um, than the Egan, um, kind of like what we talked about earlier with the Espadon versus the repair Noir. Um, it's a solid gunship. Um, I like this one. I definitely um, this is probably I want this one more badly than the Empty Sky. It's a better purpose-built gunship. Um, it's a decent mm-hmm. gunship, but like we've already talked about with the Egan. Um, it's kind of forgettable when you think about the Franklin and other four masters, but it's still a pretty solid ship overall. Um, next. Okay. So now we're into the promo or limited edition ships numbering in the two hundreds. A lot Uh, of these uh, are bad. Yeah. So we'll probably be able to go quick. Um, it's like the tournament packs. So you would get, um, you could also get them as part of a, a big booster box with, I think three per, uh, you know, pack or whatever. Um, so the first one is the Corcoran. It's a mercenary blockade runner, two masts, 10 points, three cargo, SL move. Canons are 4S4S, mercenary keyword. Uh, the ship can shoot a submerged submarines with an esper. i pretty sick of that. Um, it's slightly better than HMS Challenger because it's faster, but um, it's still not very good overall, really.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, as far as sub-hunters go, this one is... I mean, there were like 10-point uh, ships from the set that were that were better armed and like almost as fast. This is just a really bad ship.
0: Yeah. I think it weirdly made my top five or maybe it was an honorable mention in the top five mercenary gold runners ranking. Cause, uh, cause they're just, they don't have anything else. So for, for what it is, it's kind of similar to the devil Ray in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, I do have to be leaving soon, so we probably yep. are going to have to try to roll through as many of these as fast yep. as possible. Um, yep. Munchausen is next. It's uh, I guess that's a German name. 11 points, uh, 4 cargo, L move, 3L, 4L guns. This is a two masted uh, blockade runner. Well, I guess you already knew that. Uh, with re roll, uh, I guess it's supposed to kind of be like a hybrid, but it's too slow, and the mercenaries have no use for hybrids
0: yeah yeah it's not that good um, the reroll, they don't really have a lot of use for that either just like we said with the yeah. revolution so it's not terrible but it's not very good either so yeah. um, the next one is Baduwara that's uh, another two master blockade runner 12 points three cargo L move 3S 3S cannons mercenary and then it's got reverse captain so which
1: I would is say real the weird but maybe smoke yeah. pot specialist would go well
0: yeah this is the worst of the three we've seen so far so This is pretty bad yeah
1: yeah um, uh, after Batuara comes Bragi. <laughs> There's a lot of really weird pronunciation in these, yeah. um, nine points, two cargo SS move, three S guns, plus one boarding rolls or two against submarines. Uh, this one's pirate, not, uh, mercenary, but it's, it's not good because the pirates have much better options for ships at this cost. Yeah. I
0: don't, yeah, it's super boring. It's one of those boring.
1: El ships Ballista like is them. better than this. What is? El El Ballista.
0: Oh oh way better. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, yeah.
1: better better rules, <laughs> uh more durable.
0: Yeah, everything's better there.
1: Yeah, so yeah. Bragg is a bad version of <laughs> Yeah. Bell yeah. Right.
0: yeah. Um next one is HMS Globe, obviously in English, uh two mass blockade runner, nine points, two cargo L move, cannons are three S three L and same abilities, so
2: plus yeah. one boarding
0: two yeah. against
1: subs. It's uh, basically the same ship but slower.
0: Yeah, it's even worse.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah wow. it's bad. Well done, WizKids. Right. Um, and if you want something that's arguably uh, just as bad, uh, USS Mohican is basically <laughs> the same ship again, but it gets an SS move and two S3S guns. Uh, Still not worth it.
0: Yeah, no, this one isn't good either. Yeah, and then there's a better version of the Mohican from DJC, so I'd rather just use that anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, next one is... Le Renard Kivol, which I wrote a review on. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, a galley, uh, without the keyword, but I would just house rule that. Um, seven points, uh, two cargo, SSS move, which is really good, 2S cannon, and it can shoot at submerged ships with an S So this is the only ship I would use Henry Diop on. Uh, perfect combo there with maybe a captain and a firepower specialist. So kind of like a niche sub-hunter. Um, With a cool little crew option But other than that, it's not great You could do a float total too, that'd be a solid option
1: Yeah Um, I I think you're right A sort of niche sub-hunter is It's kind of something remarkably Good Uh, It's a remarkably good use for a ship That's otherwise going to be forgotten Because it's not a very good ability But you did figure out a way to make it uh, Really pretty good um, Deep Water is next. Another one-masted galley. This is a pirate ship. Seven points, two cargo. Elmu, four S gun can shoot a submerged ships. It's just a worse version of Kivol.
0: Yeah, way, way, way worse. Like yeah, they, they could have made it three points. Um, yeah. Oh well, that doesn't. Yeah, this is why it, it makes no sense. It's just it's so much worse and yeah. the same cost. So it make it's just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And usually the Pirates got stuff for cheaper, so it doesn't even make any sense there either. Um, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like an error. Um, <laughs> the next one is La Guimar, which is a one-masted galley for Spain. Eight points, three cargo, SS move, three S cannon, and shoot to a submerged ships with an S. Um, I'd rather have the Renard. Um, this one has a little decent cargo, but still not a very good ship overall.
1: Yeah, this uh, is still worse than Renard. Mm-hmm. Um, Les Jongleurs which is okay now we're getting into something different but something that's also terrible um it's an 11.1 massive mercenary galley three cargo L move uh 4S gun and it's a home island raider yeah tough to <laughs> a use a mercenary home island raider that's one mast and slow yeah this is why <laughs> what I is know. the point of this ship
0: I don't know the only thing I can think of is like transferring the Stolen Gold to, like, a Ten Master with Dory's, but that would be time-consuming, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd
1: be a waste. Yeah. And you can do that much better with other ships anyway.
0: Yeah, or just get somehow get Grim the Savage on that Ten Master or something. But anyway, yeah. um, the Hanno is another Mercenary One Master. 8 points, 2 caro, L move, S cannon, Mercenary, and plus 1 to Boarding Rolls. So I'd say this one's even worse, um, just the basic, tiny, ship. Yep. Uh, and a waste of points. Sounds
1: yeah. Um, after that, it's Phlegias, which reminds me of Phlegm, because <laughs> of how it's spelled. 11 points, 2 cargo, SS move, 3L gun. Can't be shot at by ships with an s for. We've already talked about this ability on one-masted ships, except this is even more expensive than anything else we've seen it on in a set. This is a terrible, terrible ship.
0: Yep. Yeah, this is, uh, this is one of the worst here, actually. Yep. Nothing mm-hmm. good, really. I mean, the ability's good, yeah. Uh, next but one not think, on that yeah, ship Yeah, exactly. Um, Hmn Run Barrel. Um, Flavor text says it's supposed to stand for Her Majesty's Nightmares. <laughs> I never saw that before, but that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. This is a pirate turtle ship with one mast, eight points, two cargo, L move, three L cannon, and once again, plus one boards, two against
1: stuff. So, so nothing good. Yeah, I, I like turtle ships, but Hmn Run Barrel is not among the best. Nope. Um, nor is h m s obsidian sun which has the same ability uh it's yeah. one point more it's uh, it's nine points two cargo l move two l gun uh wait uh okay, so there's something really strange here with h m s obsidian sun it's yeah. got the English flag but the mercenary keyword and the yeah. mercenary flag on the back there must be a misprint here,
0: yeah we went over this with um, with wolf and it's mm-hmm. kinda like the I don't know something carried over from the previous stuff where there was like a there was a mistake definitely yep.
1: yeah so uh, I guess it's probably a mercenary and then the English flag was an it wait but it but wait no why does it say H M S because it doesn't probably. say it on the card
0: yeah I'll, I'll change that right now
1: yeah yeah good idea okay so Obsidian Sun I basically think we can agree is a mercenary ship that was accidentally printed with an English flag on the deck plate
0: i guess i will have to uh, uh, before i change it i'm gonna have to check the rules because i wolf answered it but i i can't remember now it's that confusing yeah,
1: i i, I like, highly you know, doubt it was meant to be an english ship i think yeah. that was a mistake
0: yeah it's so confusing that
1: it doesn't yeah. make sense.
0: Um, and yeah. it's not good so um yeah. the next one is the sea storm which is funny um well it's not that bad well actually it is, uh, yes, number, it is. <laughs> yeah mercenary turtle ship 12 points two cargo ss move to us cannon and then it has the crew massacre, so if the ship succeeds at a boarding party, eliminate all the sh- other ship's crew.
1: But um, it will never succeed at a boarding party, because it's yeah. a one-masted ship for 12 points with an overpriced yep. ability.
0: Exactly. I was thinking of the next one, which I think is funny, and also slightly better in a weird way.
1: But you Yeah, Seven Brothers is another. Mercenary Turtle ship, 12 points, 4 cargo, S move, 2S gun. Uh, may take as much treasure from the other ship as she wants. Um, yeah, I guess you could say she's better, but she's still utterly terrible.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's not much you can do there. So, mm-hmm. a
2: good,
0: um, good cargo and good gun, but weird, weird combos. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's a review that says, like, Seven Brothers is like a dopey ship or something. I don't know. There's some funny review about it. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. The next one is pretty good. The Divine Dragon. Uh, one masted Merc, Turtle Ship, seven points, two cargo, L-move, two cannon. And on the ship, turn the ship as pinned, to eliminate one crew and one mast from the ramp ship. So this one's a pretty good assassin ship. Um, maybe not the best, but one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, this yeah. is like literally the only usable... Okay, no. This is like one of the two theoretically usable ships in the entire Mysterious Islands tournament set. Um I've actually personally used this ship to great effect against ships that resist the first shot they take when they have all their masts, Yeah. because you can knock down the first mast and then negate their ability. Yeah. And, uh, with the basic captain helmsman, you can knock down up to three masts in a single turn, which is really good for 12 points.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it's kind of a perfect little suicide ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can use it to soften up something really big, or you can use it to uh, to devastate something kind of smaller and cheaper. It's yeah. it's highly viable no matter the game size. I think. Uh-huh. Um, after that is Silver Current, which is another atrocious ship. Um, nine points, two cargo, SS move, three S gun, uh, plus one boarding rolls, uh, or plus two against the submarine. That's bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this one's a lot like the other ones. Yeah, uh, silver current is garbage. Yeah. Um, now we're going to get into the message in a bottle pack, which was really good. You could get it by sending in those stories like we talked about earlier. Um, number 300 is USS Mercury, the submarine, not the wind Windcatcher. Um, it's mm-hmm. three segments, 16 points, four cargo, L move. All three cannons are 2L, and it ignores the first hit. It takes each turn as long as it have all of her pull pieces. So an amazing submarine kind of ironic that the americans arguably got the best submarine um even though they're not the mercs um but yeah this one's great and one of their one of their very good three master gunships in a way kind
1: of yeah uh, this is one of the most expensive three mastered ships ever released i think there are like three ships more expensive maybe i might have that wrong like three three masters more expensive i'm thinking yeah i don't know anyway um but um but, yeah, this is really tough to kill because it has a good defensive ability. It's a submarine. It's well-armed. Um, and if you wanted to guarantee yourself safety because you can't tow submarines, you can throw Eternal aboard and get it back pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, that and you could put the American Chancellor aboard, too.
1: Yeah, that, too. Offensive. Yep. Yeah, USS Mercury is a really nasty ship to have to face. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't been able to use it yet, actually, because my playgroup is so averse to me using submarines. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Which is kind of sad. Yeah, but, um,
0: makes sense, though. Um, the slip- um, oh, sorry, that's yours. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah slipstream, is, um, so slipstream is the other submarine from that pack. Uh, 12 points, uh, 3 cargo, L move, 2, 3 L guns. A uh, link to Thane Heartless, who is a mercenary... Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. I, again, think that that's an underrated ability and is a really neat one. In this case, you can combine it with, say... Well, actually, there's a lot of things you can do with yeah. stream, and we yeah. can only scratch the surface because we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, But I might um, yeah. Rise of the Fiends, Griffin, and uh, Hermione Gold.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm thinking I might try to start making a list of stuff we could talk about in more detail later.
2: Good um, idea. I'm using the
0: slipstream with a marine Olaf Lindstrom, the, the Viking marine in the yeah. Street. Yeah. Um, you could put two marines on this thing, which is pretty crazy um, mm-hmm. for submerged marine attacks. Um,
1: I like it for treasure too. For uh, for a helmsman, I think.
0: Yeah, um, and I like it for treasure too because there's some crew that allows you to. Um, drop off Goldwyn S or something, I think. Um, I made a, a fleet with it, and I'll try to look that up again. Let um, me put it in the description of the podcast. But And yeah, the link to Thane Heartless is not great, but Thane Heartless is a expatriate Merc reroller for 5 points. I don't know why he's not 4, but... Um, mm-hmm. So you're paying a big premium for reroll, but it is a really good ability. So to be fair, you could use it... Um, I mean, the Cursed don't have like re-rolling crew, so you could use him with like baby Jones or like a, a curse crew. You could use him on, uh, I don't know, like some of the, some of the minor faction ships, which is a solid idea. Um, yeah. so he's, he's got good utility, but you will be paying a, a two point premium just to use him.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, I avoid using him whenever possible because he's so expensive and he comes with expatriate, but I do, uh, I do admit he has some use, mm-hmm. um moving on to abandoned crew. It's basically a card full of 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 uh gold tokens that look normal on one side and have crew on the other um and I think you came up with a really strange strategy involving the use of these yeah. and um and like I crew think, capturing abilities
0: yeah, I think like multiple strange strategies this is yeah. This is exactly one of those pieces we could talk about for at least 10 minutes, probably. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, good got, idea to write that down.
0: Yeah, I think in the old rules thread, there was, like, a back and forth between Wolf and I, and it got really extreme. There's some, like, mega posts on this piece alone. Uh, yeah. is weird. Um And the pirate code entry is big, too, of course, though. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I only have the Crimson Coast version, but the cool part I think about they're the, the same.
1: Yeah, no, I know, wait, but the wait, crew. I, th- are different. I might have an. I might have a spare copy of this version of Abandoned Crew. Nice. Um, because I think it's like when I got that big pack that came up with a bunch of Mysterious Island stuff. There were like two copies of that, or maybe there's one, yeah. and then I was missing like a bunch of other stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: But but yeah, that's weird. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I'm just thinking that this version yeah. would be hilarious to use because your opponent could discover the mercenary shipwright (laughs) at a wild island (laughs) and be totally freaked out oh my god just pick it up and yeah totally throw them for a loop maybe on the same island with like some zero coins from fire and steel and then they'd like (laughs) probably like be so good yeah um all right so the next one um is part
2: of the mysterious island
1: get into into that real quick what um before we get into that, um, a rule for the future of the podcast I think we need to enforce is anytime we find a crew with a really weird face, we need to try to make the sound that they look like they're making.
0: Oh, vacant. yeah, yeah.
1: Like with My Brent God. Rice? Oh,
0: yeah. 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 That was rough.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it,
0: was John, it was John Ward. I remember that.
1: Oh, yeah, it was, it it was, it was,
0: was John Ward. Yeah, is there for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: All right. Um, as you were saying, though, about the oh, yeah. uh, convention pack.
0: Yeah, the Mysterious Island convention pack was uh, kind of deceptive, maybe. I don't know if they meant to produce it in such ludicrous quantities, but basically um, it's extremely easy to acquire. Um, they're literally, I don't know if they're, they still have them, but Troll and Toad actually has them for like $0.35. Cents. So I bought like a bunch of them to fit, uh, give away to new players. Um, the mm-hmm. pack overall is kind of lackluster, no, it's but it, it's not good. Yeah. The, the cool thing is it's unique. Um, yeah, it's cursed, gimmicky. Yeah. Cursed submarines are a strange novelty. Um, and the first one is the locker. Um, submarine keyword, of course, it's a curse three segment sub, 13 points. L move. The cannons are 3S, 4S, 4S. And then if the ship succeeds, the boarding party, she may eliminate all the other ship's crew. Um, it's better though. Oh, and there's a the link to Edward Lowe, who is an eight point possessing crew, just like uh, the original Papa Doc, which we can agree is a pretty terrible ability. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, It's it, the, the thing about the link, though, is you could you can roll for that and try to get a six while still submerged, which is kind of valuable. Um, it's not going to work, usually, but um, it's a decent link. Um, as submarines go, the locker is very uh, basic and not very exciting, but um, since the curse don't have any other subs other than the next one, um, it's kind of still a cool piece for them to get.
1: Yeah. I, I did use the locker in my like first game returning to, uh, uh, returning to being interested and it's, it's not good. It's expensive. It's slow. It's terribly armed. It's ability isn't really relevant and it's linked crew. is isn't very good. Yeah. It's a, good-looking ship but i have not found a use for it yeah yeah i might be able to down the road if i try looking at international crew setups but yeah i'm i'm not gonna do any of that for the moment um the other submarine is kind of equally as bad (laughs) Because Pyre is smaller. It's a two-segment submarine, but it's even more expensive. It's 14 points. Uh, It has three cargo, L-base move, two 3S guns, and the ghost ship keyword, which I, I think we agreed at some point doesn't even have any utility on a submarine anyway.
0: Yeah, not really. I mean, you can go through islands, but you usually don't need to. So.
1: And it's not fast enough, too. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it only moves out. Even if yeah, you throw exactly. a helmsman aboard, it's...
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. Um, I think... I don't know. I think I put uh, Papa Doc on the pirate and did, like, a double possession and strategy. I don't know. It's just Yeah, I, I think actually. I've
1: got something like that going on. Um, on that recent fleet that I did that wasn't very good, but it was just kind of a gimmick.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mediocre yeah gimmick. not too good, but, I mean, it does fill out. There's gotta be better. something to be done with it. Yeah, like, on submerged Ramming, I mean, ROTF Phantasma has Fear and SAT and Eternal, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah. Then you could move twice with a Helmsman, um, and then you'd have Fear, which you can use with submerged, just like uh, the uh, Possessing ability, and... Uh, And then you have Eternal if you get cancelled, because Eternal would kick in more often with a small ship like this, but, I mean, the uses are still few and far between, so... Yeah. um, yeah, yeah, Edward Lowe, we already talked about him. He was a real-life pirate, so it's kind of nice They It's kind of a random historical uh, reference, but he was a Mm -hmm. pretty bad person, to say the least. Um, And the flavor text alludes to that. And the last piece in the set is Gem of Hades, which is the silliest piece in the little pack here. Um, it's just the UT that says the ship and all crew honor become part of the cursed faction, similar to the red skull or the same. And, uh,
1: yeah, it's it's the same as the red skull.
0: Yeah. Which we already talked about in the other side review.
1: Yeah. Which is, it's not all that useful unless you like do that, like finding cursed bonuses kind of thing, but it's, yeah, it's, that's kind of, uh, it's a niche strategy and, Gem of Hades is otherwise just pointless. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. And that's that's About us it. at the end of the uh, Mysterious Island set list.
0: Yeah, great. Alright, yeah, in the comments uh, on the forum or whatever, let us know if you'd like the set or not. Um, whether you agree with us on the pieces and whatnot. And uh, and yeah. Uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode, but this was um, episode number 16 of the Pirates USG
2: podcast. And this is um, he's still next to me and got Mason signing off for now.